7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Uh, before we get started in the show, does anybody know where a, a, a homeless-looking white nationalist can uh, get a job these days? So. <laughs> yeah, garbage collector. Sure, sure. We, we might be able to hire... He's, he's good at it. Yeah, we might be able to hire somebody to uh, you know lick out the toilets and garbage cans at Turn Up the Night, so... Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve Bannon, uh, bye-bye. He's uh, fired from Breitbart, lost his, uh, radio show and will now, uh, 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 what was shamble off into the annals of history. But of course, welcome to the program. Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Hey, I could run things. I I'm smart. Not like everybody says dumb. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> I'm a very capable genius. Is that what it is? Or very something very like that. I posted genius. my uh, my picture in the chat of uh, <clears throat> Stephen and Fredo Corleone. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear God. Uh, yeah. So we're <laughs> we're gonna talk about all this nonsense. Fortunately for everybody's brain cells, I did not bother getting any of that hot mess of a an interview with Jake Tapper and and uh, uh, Stephen. Um, what's his last name? Miller. 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 So many Steves uh, around lately you know? that huh. I really don't care about. And, of Not course, Rain, <laughs> Rain from Four Freedoms <laughs> blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure the Fredo s- swam better than Stephen Miller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> low, low bar. I know he uh, really could say bar. the Hail Mary better. Uh, yeah. This has been a week, uh-huh. and it's only oh, Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, folks. Um, but I, I would also like to say, uh, from uh, let me say, I think um, Sean Hannity said this last Wednesday. This isn't going to be a story in forty-eight hours. Fire and fury! I got a copy of my greasy little claw. So <laughs> <laughs> Joe's read uh, uh, about a third of the 104, book. Right? Hundred and four pages. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know if Clinster's listening, uh, Clinster said he was going to, he would come on and do a book report. So, uh, you're more than welcome to Uh. call in, call into the show, 330-536-1466. And uh, (laughs) also, uh, tonight on the program, it's the return of what the hell is that sound? And of course, we'll do some Mad Libs. I'm taking a gamble. I haven't gotten my other computer fixed yet. But um, I am going to take a gamble, and uh, I'll solicit for Mad Libs for the end of the show tonight. Uh, also, another uh, programming note. It's launching next week, everybody. We're going to be switching. Um, uh, our midnight programming is going to be, we're, we're doing our o- o- uh, old-time radio overnights. 
Sunday through Thursday from about midnight until 3 uh, a.m. Eastern. So you uh, West Coasters, you can listen from 9 to midnight your time. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing uh, lots of uh, different themes for uh, throughout the week. So it'll be Sci-Fi Sunday, so we'll have all our Sci-Fi programs on that. Uh, Mystery mm-hmm. Monday, that'll be loaded with CBS Mystery Theaters, which uh, I'm a huge fan of, and they have like 1,500 episodes or something like that. So we won't run out anytime soon. Uh, Terror Tuesday, that'll be all of our horror shows and everything like that. Wacky Wednesday will be our comedies and whatnot. And then uh, Thriller Thursday, Joe, that's what Johnny Dollar will be on. That'll be our- uh, Johnny Dollar. Yeah. So the man, the man with the expense account. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Thriller Thursday will be, you know, uh, lots of adventure and detective uh, kind of stuff like that. We'll throw the shadow in there and all that. So, stable genius. That's what Cat says. Uh, that's what Trump. I'm a very stable genius. Uh, okay. Um, and uh all right so yeah so we're gonna that's gonna be going on uh next week i'll I'll give more updates but i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh you know um and uh i i I probably won't be in the chat room but i probably will listen to that as i go to bed uh (laughs) the otr overnights so anyway um uh let's get back into things or let's get into things period uh, today trump met with uh, a bunch of democrats a bunch of republicans Lawmakers trying to uh, come up with comprehensive immigration reform. <sighs> I sigh and- because it was it, 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 it. I know a lot of people were like, you know, I, I know Dana Bash was like, this is the kind of president people thought he could be. What an idiot. Because oh, my God. That's what that's you know, seriously. That's interesting that you say that because Michael Steele, the former head of the RNC, said the same thing. That's insane. So uh, I liked I liked what Nicole Wallace said about the whole thing. What's that? She said, "Oh, he got caught doing his job." Oh yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. There's that. That's a good one. So, um, yeah, holy smokes. So wow. But you know what he said uh, at wow. the, uh, I think at the beginning of it, um, hey, Trump cult, take note. We don't need a 2,000-mile wall. We don't need a wall where you have rivers and mountains and everything else protecting. No shit. No shit. No shit. Um, it Wasn't that your big, beautiful wall? And believe me, believe me, I know about building walls, and I can do it. We need this wall. And wait, who? And, and who was going to pay for it? He was like, and the um, American taxpayers are going to pay for it. Wait. There was an uh-huh. X in it. There was an X in it no. and an E in it. I suppose. And an M. American, Can I have an M? Can yeah, I have an M? American taxpayers. You can also spell Mexico with that. You, know, you can also, you know. Um, but uh, there's no O in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, of course, uh, they they earmark or they 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 wanted to earmark what eighteen billion dollars or something like that last week in the new budget for they're not even a, not even a complete wall a curtain a curtain yeah <laughs> a shower curtain yeah yeah maybe <laughs> they maybe, want eighteen billion for the for the rings <laughs> maybe Ted Cruz could donate his old Paisley bathrobes uh, and, you know, they could string those the. Uh, yeah you might need to clean those suckers first um you want you want to but 
blue light that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, seriously, Rain, th- this is th- that was his number one campaign promise, and now he's like, oh, we don't need a 2,000-mile wall. Yeah, and we also don't need to have the Mexicans pay for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. More importantly. <laughs> Just... God. You know what we call that Trump cultist? And that's one to grow on. Yep. You voted for a lying asshole and you got exactly what you deserve. Um, and, and you screwed us all over in the process. And here's the thing. I know as we go into this, the thing is, is that this new thing where, oh, he's he's become presidential and Trump is simply so desperate to get anything done mm-hmm. that he's like, Oh, I'll talk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll talk with you. And I, 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 I just, I want to punch him. I think uh, Dana Bash's, uh, uh, comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- that's the same kind of thing. Do you remember, uh, do, do you remember after he, he bombed the airport in Syria oh, yeah. and, and missed everything? <laughs> Yeah. But, yes. Right. And the effusive uh, praise he got on on all the the cable channels mm-hmm. is now become the president. Well, we get that every <laughs> single time. Every time. Every, every time he time. doesn't crap his pants on TV. Yes. We get this. But remember the State of the Union message that wasn't yes. a State of the Union message? Oh, he became president. Tonight he became presidential. And then we had like 15 tweets about uh, Hillary Clinton. And then he bombs an airport that doesn't hit anything. I mean, this is literally, literally, Joe, you're right. This is literally everybody clapping. Yay, baby did a poo-poo in his diaper. Well, oh, you know, look at that. The most important thing about The most important thing about uh, bombing Syria and missing everything. We had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. (laughs) It was this big. It was so beautiful. It was was as big as 10 of my hands. Of course, everybody missed the fact they launched another attack from that airport the next day. (laughs) Oops. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I kind of get where people are coming from, but. What I really find very disturbing is there is a push for normalization of this president. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, this is not normal. I don't care if you think he's acting like he's all bipartisan. He is still not normal. He is abnormal. He is he's he's diseased. First he's, of all, if he demonstrated anything in that that little uh, what I call that reality show he put on today. Yes. And that's what it was, a reality show. He, yeah, he it was. Uh, what he did was uh, he, he showed his lack of uh, uh, ability to absorb policy because he was agreeing with everybody at the table. It was the nuts. Republicans were, they were yes. It was hilarious. And we have some of that audio. We have some of that audio. Listen to this. Um, well, I, I love this. This is uh, part one with... Um, Trump's just confused over DACA and, you know, comprehensive immigration reform. He just he doesn't understand what's going on. And House Minority Whip Steny Hoyer uh, was like, "Uh, excuse me, mister, (laughs) Uh, at one point. And uh, this is how that interaction went. We need to take care of these DACA kids. And we all agree on that. Eighty six percent of the American public agrees on that. 
with all due respect, Bob and uh, Mike uh, and Lindsay, uh, there are some things that you're proposing that are going to be very controversial and will be an impediment to agreement. But you're going to negotiate those things. You're going to sit down. You're going to say, listen, we can't agree here. We, we'll give you half of that. We're going to, you're going to negotiate Mr. those President, things. Comprehensive means comprehensive. No, we're not talking about comprehensive. No, 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 now no, we're talking about no, we are. We are talking about comprehensive. Because if you want many, to go there, it's okay, because you're not that Mr. far President, away. Mr. President, many of the things that are mentioned ought to be a part of the negotiations regarding comprehensive immigration well, reform. Then, if you want to and take it a step further, you may, I'm going to have to rely on you, I think we should you may that. complicate it, and you may delay I don't want to do that. You, you said at the outset we need to phase this. I think the first phase is with Chuck and Steny and I have mentioned others as well. We have a deadline looming and a lot of lives hanging. We can agree on some very fundamental and important things together on border security, on chain, uh, on the future of diversity visas. Comprehensive though, I worked on it for six months with Michael Bennett and uh, a number of Bob Menendez uh, and Schumer and McCain and Jeff Flake and it took us six months to put it together. We don't have six months for the DACA. We're not talking about comprehensive. Take a look at our bill. Well, you mentioned a number of factors that are going to be controversial, as Cindy has mentioned. But you're going to negotiate. Dick, you're going to negotiate. And maybe we'll agree and maybe we won't. I mean, you know, it's possible we're not going to agree with you and it's possible we are, but there should be no reason for us not to get this done. And Chuck, I will say, when this group comes back, hopefully with an agreement, this group and others from the Senate, from the House, comes back with an agreement, I'm signing it. I mean, I will be signing it. I'm not going to say, oh, gee, I want this or I want that. I'll be signing it because I have a lot of confidence what? in the people in this room what? that you're going to come out with something really good. I, I don't care what it is, uh, but just, just I'll sign it. Okay, here's your resignation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Joe. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, ooh, that would. Man, that would be hilarious. Um. So, but yeah, Ian you know, doesn't know what the word comprehensive means. Mm. Well, no, we'll talk about comprehensive later. Right now, we want to okay. talk. Wait. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Ay <laughs> Yeah. Well. Comprehensive. comprehensive means comprehensive. Thank you. Thank you, Steny Hoyer. Thank you. God. Amen. Comprehensive, that's like, um, isn't that a carpet cleaner or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, Could you put that in a sentence? <laughs> yeah. God almighty. Um, so, uh, <laughs> this happened today. Just, yeah. just, we need to, yeah. on this, this day today. of our Lord. And this is what Dana Bash and, St and Michael Steele call presidential. Yes! Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> messed up. Thank you, baby yeah. Jesus. He finally sat down and didn't scream at people. Look at you. Poop on you, you used the potty. Look yeah. at you. Uh -huh. In fact, here, here's the other thing. And I know we're going to get into this more, but this is this is the kind of bipartisan meeting that you shouldn't have cameras in. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of yeah. glad that we do. Mm -hmm. Well, you know why they did it? Because of the book. And they want to prove they're sick of defending his the fact that he's he's on the spectrum. You know, and he's he's not not right. Damage control, damage oh, control. That's right. It's da and they're they're doing damage control. Yeah, that didn't go well though, did it? No, no, it didn't. And you know, let me tell you something. <laughs> I heard something on the radio today. Speaking of, you know, people with disabilities and reading disabilities, there have been many great men who had reading disabilities, 
And I believe he's dyslexic. And I have family members who have suffered with that and have overcome it and become professionals. He doesn't, I don't think he can read or comprehend. And I don't think he wants to admit that. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that um, uh, another radio host, David Packman, said over a year ago. And, you know, he would do a great service to people who are dyslexic and and follow in some very big shoes. I think there were secretaries of state uh, and actually bring attention to it if he would admit the things Mm. that are obvious to everybody. Did I miss Trump dancing to the national anthem, too? The, Tammy, yeah. Tammy three thirteen dancing says, "Who I think wants?" He to was t- kind of rocking. She said, "Oh, he does he that." Uh, I like think it was more like that that sword dance he was doing in Saudi Arabia. Jesus. Oh, remember well, that? Yeah, yeah, going um, back and forth. Here's the, the thing, Tammy weeb- is right to bring this up. Weebles that wobble, but they don't not, fall down. That man did not know the words to the national anthem. Yeah, no, yeah. Cat said he's bad at lip syncing. <laughs> i missed it so maybe uh, hopefully bad lip reading will do a um an overdub of that god oh, so us that gift yeah that please. pissed me off last night that's he thought it was about him because he heard don's early light you know <laughs> oh see joe's on fire tonight actually we have a uh, i have breaking audio right here coming in this is actually what trump was mouthing during the national anthem we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen yeah uh. <laughs> but I mean that thing that 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 display today for fifty five minutes that was that was totally staged. Oh, yeah, to to, de- to detract from what's going on with the discussions of his mental health. Yeah, yeah, and he knows how to put that on because he knows how to produce a a, a reality show, and that's what it was. Uh, thank you. Uh, th- oh, real quick, uh, thank you, Peter in San Francisco. He posted the video link to Trump uh, wobbling. Uh, <laughs> again, Weeble, Weeble, wobble. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. So Did Trump, that little, the thing that he does where he goes back and forth, and Trump is our first, yeah, our, our first Weeble president, Weeble bobblehead hybrid. Um, so <laughs> say that 10 times fast, we will, we will bobblehead hybrid. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's listen to, uh, Trump also getting a little more confused. Oh, in, in, uh, Tammy says it's, it's, it's not just that rain, uh, Kenny and rain. It's the fact that protocol says you stand at attention as a veteran. I know that as a so-called president, yeah. as so-called president, he should know that too. So, um, yeah, uh, the two guys in the videos that I've seen, the two the two men stood at attention. Their their hands were at their forehead, and there's Trump with his hand over his heart. Yeah, and it was just it it felt awkward. It was really weird, and I'm just gonna put this out there now. Mm-hmm. This guy, this Trump guy, has been railing on the NFL, on all of those men who took a knee during the national anthem. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't even sing or mouth the words. Yeah. Our national anthem. Yeah. So he needs and to just take a seat. Well, you know, when you have that much soul, you just can't stop moving your feet, you know? Uh, so. yeah, no, okay. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. So, yeah. This is me off. 
it, it's, uh, just, it's the hypocrisy every time that pisses me off i can't stop my leg uh so <laughs> that's the second reference to that in like three weeks um i don't remember how that goes i'm gonna have to get the audio for that uh but let's listen to trump uh, even you know further confusion uh this is uh with diane feinstein and uh um mccarthy what's that idiot's name um oh uh, oh it, it uh oh he has the same name as the actor um that was in in what the original invasion of the body snatchers what's his name Oh, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Yes, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin he, McCarthy starred in Mannequin, people. Was he really in that movie? Or, or are you talking about the the actor? Are you talking about Kevin McCarthy, uh, famous for saying... Hungria. Hungria. Um, so. I'm sorry about my dogs. <laughs> no, the Kevin McCarthy, I remember, starred in Mannequin and Pretty in Pink. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But I'll do a I'll do a Google church. Don't when I do get a, a Google church. Um, but do listen to this. This is this is priceless because um, again, the bobblehead comes into play here, where he's feeling like again they're doing damage control. He's got a pe- bunch of people sitting around the table. There nobody's screaming, so he's agreeing with everybody. And it, and it, 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 it just goes to show that he has no depth of understanding of policy. You know, I mean, good or bad, you know, it's like he doesn't understand the bad policies of the right. Uh, and so when somebody on the, on the left says something that sounds like a good idea, he's like, oh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. And then Kevin McCarthy's like, um, do you know what she's saying? Because <laughs> that runs <laughs> counter to what we're trying to do. So this is this is that happening right here uh, again today. I think there needs to be a willingness on both sides um, and I think, and I don't know how you would feel about this, but I'd like to ask the question, what about a clean DACA bill now uh, with a commitment that we go into a comprehensive immigration reform procedure like we did back, oh, I remember when Kennedy was here, and it was really a major, major effort, and uh, it was a great disappointment that it went nowhere. nowhere. Uh, I have no problem. I, I think that's basically what Dick has said. We're going to come up with DACA. We're going to do DACA, and then we can start immediately on the phase two, which would be comprehensive. Would be agreeable yeah, I would like. I would like to do that. Go ahead. I think a lot of people would like to see that. But I think we have to do DACA first. Mr. President, you, you need to be clear, though. I, I think. I think what's Senator Feinstein's asking here, when we talk about just DACA, we don't want to be back here two years later. You have to have security, as the secretary would tell you. But I think that's what you're saying. No, I think, no, 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 I think she's saying something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you're saying DACA without security. Are you talking about security as well? Well, I, I think if, if we have some meaningful, comprehensive uh, in, uh, immigration reform, that's really where the security goes. And if we can get the DACA bill, because March is coming, and people are losing their status every day. But but, but, let's be honest with you. Security was voted on just a few years ago. And and no disrespect, there's people in the room on the other side of the aisle who voted for it. If I recall, Senator Clinton voted for it. I don't think that's comprehensive. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Dealing with DACA at the same time. I think that's really what the president's making. It's kind of like three pillars: DACA, because we all we're all in the room want to do it. 
border security so we're not back out here, and chain migration. It's just three items, and then everything else that's comprehensive is kind of moved to the side. So I believe yeah, when the president lottery, talks about DACA, and, and the lottery, lottery. And that I is think what you should add merit. I mean, if you can, add merit-based. <laughs> no, I, I don't think, I, I don't know who's going to argue with merit-based. Who, who can argue with, with merit-based? Who's talking about it right now? Who's talking about it right now, oh dumbass? God. I mean, seriously, what 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 are you what are you gonna say uh, here, Trump? Uh, I need to play this. And just what are you gonna talk about? You don't even know your own name, you stupid dickhead. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, that somebody should have pulled him aside before he just started saying, "Yeah, no, I think that's what she's saying," because she's also saying words, human words, like you're using. And what she's saying sounds an awful lot similar, like to what you're saying, Kevin McCarthy. So yeah, all just words. It's the same. (laughs) (laughs) That was so amazing. Basically, Kevin McCarthy, not Andrew McCarthy. I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) Um, It's all right. But Kevin McCarthy was basically saying, Mr. President, wait, wait, this is your policy. Let me reiterate your policy because you're agreeing with the Democrat and and stop. So don't talk anymore. It sounded good. No, it sounded good, though. But seriously, I think that's what she's saying. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kevin McCarthy. And the funny thing is, Kevin McCarthy is like, you know, the uh, um, the authentic Bakersfield gibberish guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, here, yeah. I got the, the, here we go. This is um, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. I think we're all indebted to House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy for clearly stating what needed to be said. I'm particularly glad that these lovely children were here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic Bakersfield gibberish, it expressed a courage <laughs> little seen in this day and age. Yes, uh, what was that, Kevin? This will be a v- best step foot, uh, foot step for... <laughs> Yeah, that's what it'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin's good at stepping in it, isn't he? Yeah, remember when it, he it, just he, fucking he was the one that was going to be speaker until he he fucking blew, blew the, it. That's right. Blew the lid off the the uh, the uh, Benghazi committee. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, we started the Benghazi committee and we got our numbers down. <laughs> Uh huh. This yeah. this whole meeting today was amazing to me. It was oh, just was it? It, it was, was just really... a joke. It was a joke. But he but oh, he yeah. but t- today. I don't think they meant it to be a joke though. Could can I, I say that... something though? T- today, he became president. Dear God. No 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 no. no. You don't get to do that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> no, did not. Or or not or not. Yeah. So uh, uh no today he became proof that this guy knows literally nothing. I, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anymore that Trump is some kind of master Svengali of politics or a genius Stephen Miller shut up. Yeah. He looks like a guy who is so easily manipulated by anybody who talks to him. It's just like they said in the book over and over. Michael Wolf said in the book Whoever talks to him last becomes his policy. <laughs> yes, and and in that in that very clip that we just played, it, it was it was like it was like a pinball machine. Yeah. So yeah. Feinstein said, you know what she said, and he's like, yes, definitely, let's yeah. go with that, Diane. And then McCarthy spoke up, and he's like, well, we can go with that too, but 
Just like Kenny, Kenny said. Tilt. That sounded good. That was good. Diane, that's good. That's good. She made words. She made good words. Those were very good words you made. Not not the best words. Not the best, because I have the best. But I got to tell you, I want to give I want to give Feinstein some credit. She figured it out. She knew how to, like, here. Talk to me here. I got I got a little snack for you. Look yeah, at I got, you. Look I got a snack. <laughs> I got some choco baby in the eye. So yeah. yeah, I got something to say to you here. Here, here's a treat. Here's a treat. And he looked. He did. He looked at her right in the eye, and she said that. And he was like, "Well, yes." And yeah. that was when I think I think McCarthy. You know, I, I have a feeling he kind of peed in his pants. Like just a little bit. God. It's a little bit. I, Did uh, he just say that? It was like that she was, was throwing chum to a seal. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, give I, we should give her credit for it. And though. he was going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I'm telling you, I just want to give her credit for that because yeah. you know I'm I'm all about the women these days. Yeah, she had a and, best, She had a she had a bucket of chum and she was throwing it at the seal. So I don't think uh, <laughs> Kevin uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, would agree that this is a. a Best step foot step. This will be a best step foot uh, foot step for. <laughs> yep, it's not going to be one of those. Uh, no. Anyway, all right. Well, it's break time. We got a little bit more of this uh, god awful audio, um, but uh, at least it's it's funny though because it shows Republicans completely panicking at this meeting because again, what uh, you know? Uh, wait, which one? You said that in the book that uh, Wolf wrote. Who oh, yeah, speaks Wolf. to him hey. last? Yeah, Joe well, reads the book. Whoever talks to him last, that becomes his policy. That's insane. And it lasts five minutes. And it's right. And it's true. And it lasts five minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, sound, that going, sounded good. He going was, forward, he was Joe is the one. He's the one reading the book. I'm the one reading the GPS fusion test. Right. This is correct. This is we, correct. We split We split our assignments today. Yeah, yeah. In a really, so, really intense afternoon. It yeah. was. All right, well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and run to the break. Uh, I want to make a quick mention. I mentioned it in the chat room. We're going to need two people to compete in tonight's What the Hell Is That Sound? So if you want to make a note um, or in the chat room and let me know if you want in on the game, uh, first person, uh, shout out what whose team you want to be on, Team Ray or Team Joe. Um, and uh, we'll just have you call in when it's time. We're going to do that at the top of next hour to break up the fun throughout the night, everyone. Because there's Alex Jones, too. <gasps> uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Kiss you in the mouth. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. 
And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! What a worth It's showtime! It is showtime, and right now I would like to make a public service announcement to everybody uh, listening to the show. Uh, if you ever go to Trader Joe's, don't buy the sweet apple chicken sausage because it is fucking disgusting. Um, what? It is disgusting. It's I, I could come up with a really grotesque metaphor, in, uh, but I'm not going to. But just imagine you cut the tip off of a latex glove and stuffed it full of like wet yeah. styrofoam. That's kind of what it was like. Oh. It wow. Was, it was gross, flavorless. And again, the, and the casing on it was like... I thought it was like a choking hazard. It felt like plastic. It was gross. Oh. I mean, I think you probably could think what I was thinking when I before I said cut the tip off of a latex glove. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was terrible. Wow. Terrible. I'm sorry they had a bad experience there. Oh, my God. They usually have such great products. But, yeah, Trader yeah. Joe's sweet apple chicken sausage terrible um and of course oh. uh i also want to make the announcement we got francie on team rain and sheila on team joe uh and yeah just call in after the break once you hear my voice call in don't call in too soon because i don't want your call to, i don't want you to your call to get uh, hung up on but if you do just call right back but yeah as soon as you hear my voice call in and we'll get the game underway um uh but yeah so uh let's go ahead and uh uh, bring rain from Four Freedoms blog uh, in Washington D.C. back in. Got a little bit of a, it's a little balmy now, huh? A little bit of a warm up. Why, uh, yes, we reached forty degrees today. Ooh, I think it actually got up to about forty here at one point too, but it kind of leveled off around thirty-three. Uh, I'll take it. It was heaven. It was yeah. heaven. Uh, it's been so cold, and I know you know it's Virginia, and I know I'm from New York, but it it's. But when you don't reach 20 degrees, it doesn't matter where you live. It's cold. Yeah. And it's been really, really cold here. So. Well, uh, yeah, and it, it has been here. My but, friend. yeah, Joe, Joe, you got uh, Joe uh, Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Um, mm -hmm. A little bit of a warm-up for you, too, right? Yes, we, we hit uh, 32 degrees today. Woohoo! And that was a big jump from Sunday morning when it was minus 12 air yeah. temperature. You see? This is yeah. the thing. 
I have said this before on this show in years past. Once you get below 20 degrees, it doesn't matter. It's cold. It's cold AF. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. It's, I'll go it's really with, cold. I'll, I'll go with it, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm good with anything above like 15. You know? <sighs> So, but anyway, let's go ahead and get back into it. We we've got one more clip from Trump not really knowing what he's talking about with uh, <laughs> um, the uh, confused over you know comprehensive immigration reform. Again, comprehensive means comprehensive, uh, and this is uh, you, you know uh, even more audio of uh, McCarthy you know trying to get uh, uh, Trump to say no 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 that's what the Democrats want not what we want. <laughs> Do you really think that there can be agreement on all of that quickly to get DACA passed in time? I wanted to ask uh, Mr. McCarthy a question. Do you really think there can be agreement on those three difficult subjects you raise in time to get DACA passed and effective? So, Yes, because you you have heard from Leader McConnell and uh, Speaker Ryan who said, they will put the bill onto the floor if the president agrees to it. And us getting to the room, I haven't seen us be this close and having this discussion in quite a few years of the last four years. So I think, yes, we can make this happen. We all know it. We've done it before. But you and I spent a long time. We did probably one of the most difficult things to do in California, water. And I believe we can get there (laughs) and we can just keep working uh, each day on this. I I think what we're all saying is we'll do DACA, and we can certainly start comprehensive immigration reform the following (laughs) afternoon, okay? We'll take an hour off, and then we'll start. But I I do believe that. Because once we get DACA done, if it's done properly, with, you know, security and everything else, if it's done properly, we have taken a big chunk of comprehensive out of the negotiation, and I don't think it's going to be that complicated. Okay. 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 Can I? Can I please jump in here? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm incapable of speaking. Because he just said we took a big part of comprehensive out of the negotiations. Big chunk of it. Big chunk. Comprehensive oh. means complete, including all or nearly all elements of or aspects of something. No, Somebody we doesn't compra, comprehend. The comprehensive. We took the compra. <laughs> we, we took the compra. Out of the oh comprehensive God. already. All no, we need is the hensive. We just yeah, the hensive leave the hensive, take the, we compra. Got the compra. Sure. <laughs> In those words were yeah. great words, not the best, but they were yes. great words. Believe so me. you split the comprehensive, you, you make a compra, <laughs> and then later we do the hensive. Oh we'll God. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. But this he became amazing. president today. He became president. Oh, he became, shut up! He became comprehensive. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so... And when I say yeah. comprehensive, it means all or nearly all elements or aspects of he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, uh, could I use my lifeline? My lifeline. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my- I want a lifeline. I want to call Melania. Li- See what but she Mr. says. Mr. Hussey's so <laughs> panic-stricken. See, this is the other thing to me that I find this <laughs> yeah. amazing, is that, you know, here's here's Diane Feinstein, uh, and I'm just going to say this, she happens to be a woman, um, talking this stuff, knowing her shit, mm-hmm. and McCarthy's like, yeah, but no, 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 wait, wait, we're supposed to do all these three things all at the same time, and, and she was just like, you really think we have time to do that? Because uh, I'm thinking we should just do DACA. 
And basically, the president was like, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. This yeah, well, was amazing. Yeah, he was... What they he, wanted... He panicked. Yeah, because McCarthy wants to get the wall funded, and he wants to get, you know, uh, chain, chain immigration, and he wants to get the lottery all in, and he wants to use them yes. to hold hostage the Dreamers. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's yeah. saying, no, let's not hold the Dreamers hostage. Let's get this done. And, and Kevin McCarthy's going, but the hostages, what are we going to do about the hostages? Yeah. And Trump was oh like, God. yeah, we don't need no hostages. Just take take the doctor. Yeah. Let's yeah, do Trump's it. Trump's saying, well, let the hostages go. We don't need And, and I, to me, the other thing that's amazing about this, and I know we talked to the, you know, here's the game show thing. And, you know, they put this on, on you know, they let cameras in there to distract from, you know, the fact that President Trump is crowd, cloud crazy cuckoo. It's mm. all there on video now. I know. But everybody was amazed on cable it's, TV that he. It's all there on video. Like everybody's show. like, "Wow, he let a negotiate, and he let a negotiation be filmed," and that is the dumbest thing a politician could do. You know. Yeah. You know what well, I'm like, saying. Like we said, you yeah. know, he did it because they were trying to say, make it look, you know, stage something to show that he can hold his shit together for 15 minutes. <laughs> you uh, know, uh, if we give him a script, if we give him a script. <laughs> was it 15? It was 55 minutes, I think they said. I, I, that I was... think that Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy lost his shit within five. <laughs> yeah, he did. Wow, this, I mean, to me, this is amazing. It this was like we were amazing. watching one of those those uh, those hostage movies. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, uh, give me a hostage movie. Um, uh, the Trump administration. <laughs> no, no, it was the one with. Uh, never mind. Anyone with Liam Nielsen? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out there right now. And, and they're going, uh, "Let's give the hostages back." No, 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 no. <laughs> the movie will end. <laughs> You can't give that. That'll be the end of the movie. We got an hour and fifty minutes to go. Ten minutes in. Let's let's give the hostages back. Yeah. yeah the, to me, this this was, and this is. I don't know if this is getting as much coverage as it should be out there on social media and other places because I've been reading the Fusion GPS actually, actually testimony, the cable, but those networks are catching up yeah. with the reality of that and saying, "Okay, good." This is like he gave out like fifteen cross signals here. Nobody knows what the hell happened. Well, Good. yeah, I'm, and I'm again, glad because I think this is important. Yeah, this is and this week is very very early, and um, we'll we'll talk about. Uh, um, this week <clears throat> is only Tuesday, for yeah. God's sake. I think yes. I think we should talk for a little bit about the book, though, um, because uh, obviously people have been pouring over it. I got my copy. I, I seriously, I woke up, got the mail, read like five pages, put it down, started running errands. Um, that should have so, scared you. Yeah, so <laughs> that scared you. Like, I got to get out of here. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. but uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I basically you know started reading the Roger Ailes, you know, the uh, dinner. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that was oh, weird yeah. and creepy. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. But it was. Joe, you're you're a third of the way through, and I don't know if Clinster's listening, but if Clinster, if you're out there and you want to call in, uh, I think he said he was going to read it this weekend, and he said he'd give a book report. So, um, I don't see. Is he in the chat? I didn't I see, don't no. see him. No, he's not. So he could be reading. 
He could be. But yeah, he's so cramming. he's cramming. Yeah. So yeah, Joe, uh, Joe, uh, <laughs> what, what are give us some of your takeaways uh, from the book? You already gave us one big one, which was you well, know the, the last person he talks to is the policy is his policymaker, and he forgets it in five minutes. Yeah, and and there's so many many references to to how much the family uh, really is in shock. <laughs> <laughs> that he even won and and we're afraid that for the country <laughs> which you know you could take that with a grain of salt mm-hmm. but uh yeah th- there there are a lot of references uh again to his um t- to his lack of comprehension of the <laughs> whole you know the whole. <laughs> Sorry, I, yeah. I giggle now every time anybody says comprehension or comprehensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> the compre, comprehension. We do the compre first, then the hension. We'll Don't take ask, a break between. Yeah, Ma- Melania probably has a better grasp on that. Although she could use some help with her determiners. Uh, but uh, continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, basically, it's 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 a scary portrait of a man who is lost in the woods and a staff who is trying to make this look like a normal presidency. Yeah. And every time they do, he steps on it. Oh my goodness. You know, it, that's that, that that's the general flavor of the first third of the book is that this is a man out of his element totally lost in a world he doesn't understand and wanting to make it a world that he does understand, which was the world he was in, in a tri, tri, uh, uh, not a duplex, a tri, triplex in Trump Tower where he can, you know, retreat into his office that they say in the book is like a throwback to the 1980s. Nothing has changed in his office mm. since 1985. He he's says. got like piles of newspapers and shit in there too, doesn't he? And he's got a, a framed cover of Newsweek, New, or of Time Magazine that goes back to the 80s. Like that, this guy doesn't want to move out of time or space. Mm. It's like he's stuck in a in a in a rut, and he he doesn't know how to handle. You know, like it's like the car, the dog that caught the car. Like, yeah. yeah. What is? Doesn't know this? what to do with it. No, yeah. and 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 um, it's just a scary portrait, and 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 the and the testimonials in here, especially from Bannon, you know, of the, the portraits of the family and and how. <laughs> you know. I love Kenny's evil laugh. We don't often get an evil laugh from Kenny. That's I know. Like I'm also I'm also visible. stroking my beard too. Well, I laugh like See? I just caught myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was really, really low level, low decibel evil, Ken. I haven't heard that. Uh, wow. <laughs> thank you. Um, and 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 just his his whole reaction to the Russian thing and. You know how how awestruck he is. He was. There's 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 one part, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So spoiler alert here. But when he moved into the White House and found out that one of its its features were the cockroaches, <laughs> 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 and, 
<laughs> you know, and 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 the and the and the part about when uh, that, that it, it broke, how he was roaming around looking for the light switches in his robe, and he says, "I don't wear robes." Who said I wear robes? I don't. I, don't, you, I never wear a robe. Never, never. And then the, all the pictures of the robes came out. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you know. Yeah, See, what's I mean, amazing to me what you're saying here, and from the excerpts that I've read of this book, mm-hmm. if you were to take those things. And, and go back, go back a year and a half ago when there were articles that came out where you know it, it was it. I think it was I think it was actually Manafort who said if you want to if you want to communicate to the guy you have to go on TV. Right. And then there was another article that came out that said he is roaming the White House in a bathrobe. <laughs> well, not only that, he, that was he, an article he, that everybody laughed at. There's one 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 part where he disciplines the house the the White House housekeeper for picking up his shirt off the floor. I did. I read that excerpt. Yes. He said, yeah. "I put uh, I put that shirt on the floor. I meant it to stay on the floor. <sighs> Don't pick it up." God. And he will not. He does not. He gave specific instructions when his sheets are to be changed, and that he will strip the bed. She is not. I will strip my own bed. Yeah, you do not strip my bed, and, and I will tell you. Really I mean, paranoia, really control issues. Now, and and that him and Melania have different bedrooms. No shocker so, there. I'm really shocked about that. Yeah. I can't believe because you, you, Melania. Can't. You don't say. <laughs> Because uh, I, re- mo- many people are saying she, uh, it's because she loathes his touch. So, <laughs> but that well, let's keep in, in mind his- that they had separate bedrooms for the first six months of his administration because she was in New York. True. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the White House, they have separate bedrooms in, in the in the residence upstairs. Yeah, well, and, she and, probably got comfortable. And and he had. There, there was a like a sixty-five inch screen in there already. He wanted two additional screens, I guess, so he could watch Fox, <laughs> you know, CNN, and Morning Joe all at the same time. You know, I guess oh, he wants to watch man. Fox and Friends in the morning, Morning Joe, and and uh, Chris Cuomo all all at once, so he gets all wound up, but then listens to what Fox has to say. He had two additional screens put in, but but the thing about not letting people pick up shirts off the floor and not stripping his bed. I'll strip my own bed. That's and I'll tell you when you change the sheets. You change the sheets when I tell you to change the sheets. You know. Yeah. Uh, really weird shit. Don't forget, a, yeah, he had a that's... fourth He had a fourth screen put in so he could watch the Gorilla Channel, too. <laughs> oh I can't tell you how much I love that story. I guys. loved it, too. I fell for it. Uh, I'll be honest. I fell for it. I won't uh, lie. It, like, it, it read like Andy Borowitz a, to me. So, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> I fell for it. Uh, yeah, that was. It was funny, no matter what. I, it, I mean, I, that's the thing. You should. I, I'm, I'm not surprised anybody would fall channel. for it. I'm not surprised. And, and also, this, the description he he does of. Of the, they talk about the snowflakes, and the liberals are snowflakes. The snowflakes around him, how sensitive uh, Kellyanne is, how, how you know, how how arrogant you know uh, uh, Bannon was, yeah, and, and how first thing Bannon does is get the whiteboard in his office and starts putting you know stuff we're gonna do, and the description of how the hell they wrote that awful immigration policy that first friday yeah and how he 
how Bannon had had Stephen Miller go on the internet and find out how to run, write uh, how, how to write a presidential uh, uh, speech. No, a document. Uh, a document. The, the, the oh, oh. Orders. oh exactly. How do you write executive oh. orders? Yeah, he had to go. And, <laughs> wow. And that's he, a he, spoiler. He had Stephen Miller go on and, and, and look up executive orders for dummies. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. It, I mean, and, 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 they, and, and how pissed off everybody else was that they would write something like this that was so crummy mm-hmm. and then spring it that even John Kelly was pissed off. Because they didn't tell it. anybody. He just sent Stephen Miller to says go on, because they said Bannon doesn't have a computer. He doesn't use computers. So he got Stephen Miller to go and Deep use a state. computer. Right. And he said, Go look up executive orders for dummies. Yeah, he said uh, Go do a Google search. Executive orders for dummies. And then we'll write one about immigration. And get me and a case of gin. That, what, what you're, what you're saying, Joe, goes right to right to the heart of the, the excerpts that I read where every single one of these people, Bannon, Conway, mm-hmm. Miller, just mm-hmm. everybody who's in there, none of them had experience running a political operation. Well, he said that he, he, he points that out and he said this, this, is, this was part of the problem that anybody – with experience or governmental uh, uh, experience, how to put a government together was exiled, and mm. and it was just these know nothings in the White House, just <laughs> running Deputy, around the White House, bouncing off the walls. Yeah, she she left. I mean, if I remember that, if like I said, I haven't read the book. The excerpts are awesome to me, but the deputy yeah. chief of staff to the White House, she was like, "Yeah, I don't I don't want to be a babysitter." Yeah. Well. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't think anything you've said, since you're only a third of the way through, at least, you know, you, you haven't, you know, spoiled the middle chapter in the end for anybody. So that's good. But no, no I, I think those are perfectly acceptable spoilers. Um, wow. I, I'm I'm impressed. And you know what? Omarosa right now thinking she probably should have started <laughs> writing her book sooner. God damn it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's know. true. I want to, I want to, come on, right up, Oma. Come on, Omarosa. I'll buy right that book. I'm not going to buy the bitch switch, but I'll buy that book. So. <laughs> I got to tell you what, what actually stuns me, not stuns me, but but I, I'm very, very surprised. Uh, I thought this Michael Wolf, I, I didn't know him from, you know, Adam. Uh, not Adam Hebert, by the way, but Adam, <laughs> you know. And I didn't know him, uh, but... I'm impressed at how, how, how impressive he is when he goes on these talk shows. I've seen him. I saw him, I saw him yesterday yeah. uh, on Morning Joe. I saw him last night on The Last Word with, with uh, Larry. Donald. With Larry. 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 <laughs> and, um, and I'm telling you, he, 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 he's very impressive in an interview, and he, and he, he, he defends his, his, what he, he, he doesn't back down at all about what he wrote. Well, you know, I he's very impressive. Very impressive if you see if you get to see him. All right, Ray. Last word before break. No, I'm glad that Joe brought that up because I heard um, Michael Tomaski today, this morning, on the Miller Show, and I've I've seen other reports of this. Tomaski knows him and said that he might have gotten some of the minor details wrong, but Mm -hmm. he's known him for years, Mm -hmm. and he came out and said, "This is a guy who I am friends with." 
I don't know his politics. He is not driven by politics. He's driven by this this desire to understand the human psyche. Yeah. And I read an interview of Wolf, who he said it himself. He said, I would have been very happy to come out and say, this is a White House that's fine. I wasn't yeah. driven by an ideology. Sure. And but so what we, Joe we, is we saying knew, yeah. backs that up. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I tell you what, we're running a little bit late here. Uh, we got to get going to the break so we can do what the hell is that sound? Season two, I guess. Season two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yay, it's season 2018. Two. Uh, yeah. So picked up. We've been picked up by Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. A we, second season <laughs> for a second season. It's been renewed. The showrunners are back. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break and we'll be right back and we'll, uh, and again, uh, Francie and Sheila call in, uh, after, uh, you hear my voice when we come back from the break. So we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here. So thank you. Kennypick.com. This is metal aficionado, Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. This isn't going to be a story in 48 hours. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. The Tuesday edition, the number to call is 330-536-1466. Of course, Francie and Sheila will be calling in for this segment to participate in Season 2 of what the hell is that sound? And of course, joining me uh, on Team Rain tonight. Team Rain, we fancy will be competing with you. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Are you excited about the return of this uh, stupid game? I am. Squee. 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 Yeah. So. Uh, what the hell is that sound? Squee. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Sheila Friend is going to be on Team Joe tonight. Are you excited about season two? You're starting with a team of Whovians. You do realize that. 
Oh, see, doomed, Francie. Uh oh, uh oh. So fire up the TARDIS. So we uh, could go back. We could actually go back in time. Yeah, and we, find out <laughs> what that sound is. We could. Oh, you could. You could. Sheila, welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, joining in. Uh, uh, for what the hell is that sound for the first time? No problem. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy this New is Year. exciting. And, of course, Francie is on the line with us as well. Hello, Francie. Are you excited to play this game, this goofy game once again? Yes, sir, Bob Winkle Martin. I'm thrilled <laughs> to play. Excellent. I, I, sorry, I had to lean across the room for the coin toss, everybody. So, all right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Sheila, since this is your first time, uh, heads or tails? Tails. All right, and Hi, I'm, I'm horrible at throwing <laughs> coins. It is. It fell on the floor. Hi, it's, ta- it's tails. Team Joe goes first. Aww. So, all right, <laughs> and then we'll alternate. So, all right. So this is how it goes, everybody. In case anybody forgets how the the game went, um, we okay. basically uh, I'll have a series of five audio clips with four multiple choice questions. I will ask each team. Uh, team Joe will start the, fir- the first round. Then it will go to Team Rain, and then it will flip-flop, and then uh, Team Rain, uh, and then Team Joe, and so on and so forth. But to do this show right, it needs to have its own jingle. Yay! Yay! Get ready to play What the Hell Is That Sound on Turn Off the Night with Kenny Pig. <laughs> What the hell? And now it's time to play What the Hell Is That Sound? What the hell is that shit? All right, what the hell is that shit indeed? Joe Santorsa, Team Joe, you (laughs) and uh, (laughs) uh, you and Sheila get to go first. So here is the first sound. All right. Is that A, a lion warning its cub to back off? B, a happy hippo with a watermelon? C, an alligator mating call? Or D, a rotorooter machine breaking down trying to unclog Fat Donnie's toilet? (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to hear the sound one more time? Yes. All right. Yes, please. So, a lion warning its cub to back off, a happy hippo with a watermelon, an alligator mating call, or a rotorooter machine breaking down trying to unclog Fat Donnie's toilet. Deliberate. Team I, Joe. I, I think it's the hippo. I think it's a happy hippo. I, I think I think Sheila's onto something. I, I, at first, I thought it was the TARDIS malfunctioning. Okay. Yeah, well, it did blow up. It uh, it did blow up on Christmas, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I got I, I got to go with Sheila on this one. I I think I think she's all right. right. Uh, duly noted, a happy hippo with a watermelon. All right, Team Rain. Here's the sound one more time. Is that A, a lion warning its cub to back off, B, a happy hippo with a watermelon, C, an alligator mating call, or D, a rotorooter machine breaking down trying to unclog Fat Donnie's toilet? Francie? Hippo. You think so? 
What do you think? Would you like to hear the sound one more time? Would you like to hear the sound one more time? Sure. All right, so a a lion warning has come to back off. Happy hippo. hippo. Okay, happy hippo Hippo. it is. All right. Okay with that, France? Yes, I am. All right. Here we go. I am, Mr. Bob. This one's probably my favorite sound of the show. Uh, All right, here we go. Uh, Team Rain, uh, we alternate going to you. Here is sound number two. Okay, is that is that is what that is that is that, is that sound? What the hell is that sound? Let's see, that's <laughs> see. Uh, so is that uh, Team Rain? Is that a macaques having a territorial dispute? B a baby a baby rhino is being totally adorable. C two stoned frat boys playing with giant balloons, or D Trump cultists with kazoo's trying to remember how the national anthem goes. <laughs> oh, may I hear that again, Bob? Oh, please. Okay, so uh, is it A, A, macaques having a territorial dispute, B, baby rhinos being totally adorable, uh, C, two stone frat boys playing with giant balloons, or D, Trump cultists with kazoos trying to remember how the national anthem goes? It sounds like balloons. Can we go with what the rhino? What do you rhino? think? I, I'm thinking the rhinos and the balloons. The the, the rhinos and the balloons? Wait. The, the rhino. Uh, so B is baby rhinos being totally adorable, and C is two stone frat boys playing with giant balloons. No, I'm going to go with the rhinos. Francie? Oh, boy. I think it's the kids with the balloons, but... All right. You want to to do a coin toss on on the answer? No, 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 no. It's okay. I'll go with Francie. All right. So the stone frat boys. (laughs) Okay. All right. Team Joe hears that sound once again. Is that A, macaques having a territorial dispute, B, baby rhinos being totally adorable, uh, C, two stone frat boys playing with giant balloons, or D, Trump cultists with kazoos trying to remember how the national anthem goes? I think it's the macaques. I think it's A. God damn it, she's probably right. What do you think, I'd Joe? Like, I, like to go with Jay- <laughs> I like to go with Jay Colley and say it's Dana Loesch. Uh, <laughs> the similarities... Uh, but but since that's not a, not a choice, <laughs> not an yeah, that that's that that sound say. goes like this. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's yeah. <laughs> that was Dana, Dana Walsh being impressed with Donnie Trump today. <laughs> um, I, I I I agree with uh, I I'm gonna agree with uh, um, Sheila on this okay. one again. Uh, I the, the McCakes and 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 Adam Hebert, who's the unofficial member of the team, was a McCake guy. So yeah, right, let's go. Can I ask Our, a question? Is it McCakes or Macacas? I thought it was Macacs. Macacs. Well, Macacs. Well. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right, Team Joe, you start off this round. <laughs> was that uh, <laughs> was that a a gibbon making a fuss in the trees? 
Uh, B, a mockingbird gets his feathers ruffled. C, a wallaby unhappy about trespassers. Or D, the sound of Steve Bannon's political future dying. (laughs) Can we hear that again, please? So is that... uh, Sounds like a phaser. A gibbon uh, making a fuss in the trees. A a mockingbird gets its feathers ruffled. A wallaby unhappy about trespassers. Or the sound of Steve Bannon's political future dying. I would say the mockingbird, but that's a little obvious. I mean, maybe it uh, might be the gibbon. Yeah, what was, the, what was the first one? The first uh, choice? The first choice was a gibbon making a fuss in the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go with gibbon. All right. So yeah, I, I'll I go agree. with the gibbon, too. Okay. So, Team Rain, here's the sound once again. Is that uh, uh, A, a gibbon making a fuss in the trees, B, a mockingbird getting his feathers ruffled, C, a wallaby unhappy about trespassers, or D, the sound of Steve Bannon's political future dying? Gibbon. I'm with you. All right. Sounds like a monkey. All right. Sounds like a monkey. Very good. And, okay, so Team Rain, <laughs> this, uh, this next one, uh, you start this next round. Okay, is that <laughs> is that A, a King Solomon rooster staking out his turf, B, a jackal on a dirt road, C, a squirrel losing its nuts, or D, Lindsey Graham or D, Lindsey Graham painfully swallowing his soul for Trump? May I hear that sound again, please, yes. Bob? Okay, so that's a, a King Ooh. Solomon rooster staking out his turf, a jackal on a dirt road, a squirrel losing its nuts, or Lindsey Graham painfully swallowing his soul for Trump. Ooh. All ah. right, so this is us? Yeah, this yeah, is this Team is Rain. Oh, Rain. Christ almighty Christ. My, oh, my. First, my first thought was the jackal. No. No? What do you uh, think? Can I ask one more? Y- uh, you want to hear it one more? <laughs> one more yeah. time. So, (laughs) again, a King Solomon rooster staking on his turf, a jackal on a dirt road, a squirrel losing his nuts, or Lindsey Graham painfully swallowing his soul for Trump. All right. Yeah, jackal. Jackal. Jackal? You think jackal. Okay. We're going with jackal, Bob. Okay. Jackal, duly noted. I I think I'm really confused when she calls you, Ken. Bob. <laughs> I know. Oh, sorry. It's okay. No, I like it. I'm used to it now. I don't I really I really yeah, I don't want to answer to anything else. Um and uh all right, uh team team Joe, team Joe hears the sound one more time. Is that A, uh King Solomon rooster staking out his turf, B, a jackal on a dirt road? A, a squirrel losing its nuts, or D, Lindsey Graham painfully swallowing his soul for Trump? Uh, I, I think it might be the rooster. What do you think, Joe? Would you like to hear the sound one more time? No, no, because it sounds like, I think she's right. I think it's a rooster. Uh, I think it's a rooster. Actually, it sounds like a rooster being stepped on by a horse. But... Uh, <laughs> I uh, try I not to get animals in duress on this. So. I, uh, I, but I, but I, it, the first part of that sound sounded like a rooster. Like okay. A cluck, cluck, cluck. Specifically, so, yeah, King Solomon rooster. rooster. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, King Solomon. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Just okay. And- Cut it in half. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, you got to do that to fit it in the pot. All right. So uh, it, it flip flops now uh, to last sound for uh, Team Team Joe. Here you go. <laughs> Is that? A, li- a, a lynx looking for her pups. B, a redneck with a homemade duck whistle. C, a bush baby, a bush baby wailing in the night. Or D, Stephen Miller trying to get back into the lead with Jake Tapper's studio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought it, I thought it was Melania when she first found out that she had to share a bedroom with Donnie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear the sound one more time? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's shoot that. Okay, is that A, a lynx looking for her pups, B, a redneck with a homemade duck whistle, uh, C, a bush baby wailing in the night, or D, Stephen Miller trying to get back into the lead with Jake Tapper's studio? Mm. It almost sounds like a, a bad duck call, but but I think it might be the bush baby. Now, I was thinking the lynx. Links, huh? uh, well, let's go with let's go with the links. No, let's go with the bush baby because uh, we've been <laughs> in we've been in sync so far, and I don't want to I don't want to. Uh, let's go with the bush baby, and Adam agrees with the bush baby, so we'll go with bush baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we've been in sync too 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 long, and I don't want to jinx it. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna go with bush baby, and to close it out, the sound one more time for Team Rain. Okay, is that A, a lynx looking for her pups, B, a redneck with a homemade duck whistle, C, a bush baby wailing in the night, or D, Stephen Miller trying to get back into the lead with Jake Tapper's studio? What do you think, Rain? Sounds like a baby crying. You think it's a bush baby? I think so. What do you think? I don't know. It's either the bush baby or that other creature. The lynx? The lynx. Or, or, or Stephen Miller. Which is a cat, catish. Cat. It's not Stephen oh. Miller. And it's not the redneck throwing a duck horn. It's not the redneck either. If so it's what the is, redneck, that's it. I'm going to throw my hat down and quit Oh, this my God. Forever. If it's the redneck, that's it. I quit. <laughs> All right. I need I need a final answer. Uh, you, want, you want to hear it one more time? Brain. You say. I, no, you say. No, because I think I effed up on <laughs> My hearing horn is broken. Bush baby. All right. right, We're going with bush baby. All right. So there we go. Bush baby. So, all right. Now, uh, I got to ask Sheila, what did did you think? The bush baby and the lynx, they're all dead. Thanks, Trump. Yeah, Trump. (laughs) Well, Sheila, so so what what did you think? Did you have fun playing? Well, I'm trying to buy time while I tally up the score. Oh, yeah, this is great. (laughs) Excellent. So, uh, Francie, are you enjoying the return of this uh, this fine? Uh, I'm just having feature? the best time, Bob. Thanks. So, freaks me out. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rain. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's really. He's fine. just like he's the game show, Bob Wink and Martin. I know. I'm gonna start Francie, calling you, Francie Vanna. So, Vanna. Yeah, Vanna. Well, okay. well, everybody, well, well, Ken is, like, tolling, you know, getting the 
things up. Did well, I anybody want to ask watch the prime, the prime um, Rose Parade? Yeah. Oh, with Lord. With Farrell? Yes. Yes, okay. I saw that. Was that not the most awesome thing ever? I, yeah, great. I heard it was good. I heard it was good. But, uh, uh, what, the Tournament of Roses? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that parade where they make everything out of flowers and mm. or, um, yeah, organic things? Here's the yes. thing, Francie. Uh-huh. It was, it was yeah. done by, there was, it was, it was, what was it? It was Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon and oh, Amazon yeah, had Prime. Oh, on a bulb cap. Yes. Amazon Prime hosted it. Oh. Oh, it's still up. It's still up. You can you can oh, look it up. Look up Rose Parade funny. and you can watch it. Uh, well, yeah, now, she, Sheila, Sheila, you said you had a question for Joe and then I'll uh, give everybody, I'll tell everybody the answers to well, tonight's game. I just game. wanted to know if you watched, watched the, the Doctor Who um, Christmas special. Are you kidding? Would I miss it? Of course. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I loved it. And I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited about the next season coming up. Two, really weeks, two weeks yeah. ago, there was a there was a recap that uh, uh, Adam Hebert had on Mike Check Radio with, um, uh, of course, Joe Santorsa and my wife the Sues uh, were there with uh, the regular crew. Oh, cool. So yes, um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So all right, are you guys ready for the answers? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, first sound. I'm sorry, Okay, uh, nobody got that right. That was indeed an alligator mating call, everyone. It's terrifying. Oh, oh boo. It oh. is terrifying. Yes. That is not sexy at all. I, no, I don't no that isn't. That's I, I, terrible. First of all, I don't believe him. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, Joe. I want to see it. I want to see it. alligator. Huh? He wants to see it. I want to see that alligator. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, and you know, and I'm I'm confused because I think I'm not sure. Uh, uh, you'll you guys will have to remind me, uh, Team Rain, because I think I fucked up uh, uh, writing down your answer on this one. Um, this uh, one. <laughs> Did- did you did you guys settle on uh, the macaques, uh, the rhinos, no. the frat boys, or no? We said the, I said the balloons. You, yeah. you did say the balloons. Yeah, we okay. did. I did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I I couldn't remember. So all right, okay. uh, that uh, nobody got that right. That was uh, baby rhinos being totally adorable, and they oh are. My oh my god! So oh my cute. god! Yes, they sound just like Dana Loesch. <laughs> Um, hard. Holy yeah. shit! A rhino sounds like that. Yeah, baby rhinos. Holy hell! Oh, they, baby. Sheila, Dang. these are hard. Yeah. <laughs> this so. is hard. All right. Coming up, uh, the the next sound. Um, I'm glad to say, at least one team got this next one right. Actually, both of you got it right. That was indeed a gibbon making a fuss in the trees. Yay! So, Yay! good job. One, po- one point Team Rain, one Finally. point Team Joe. Wow. So, so uh, how many points do we have right now? One point. One. One, one. One, one. So, we're not going too swift. <laughs> we're tied. We're, we're awesome. All right, here we go. Yes, we are. This one. <laughs> um, here you go. Number four. Okay, that was a jackal on a dirt road. Yay! 
So, uh, oh, yes, uh, team to uh, a point to team rain for that Yay! one. Uh, and by the way, a King Solomon rooster, oh, wow. I made up a King Solomon rooster. I was like, what could I do? What kind of animal could I pick to make that sound like it would be a rooster that would make that kind of noise? So I was like, I was like, <laughs> I, I, at first I was like Samson rooster. And I was like, no, no, King Solomon. That sounds totally more believable. So. Yeah. Um, I sounded like at the end there sounded kind of like a dog. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It, but I had that clucking. So <laughs> yeah, and, no, that I didn't. That was where the rooster could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, King yeah. Solomon rooster baloney. <laughs> baloney. Baloney. Banana baloney. Oil. Banana royal. <laughs> so uh, yeah. all right. So it's baloney it, science. It is. <laughs> I am a baloney scientist. Yes. Uh, sorry, I can't. I can't pull that up okay. right now. But anyway, and okay. the last one, the last sound. Um, yeah. Uh, now, yes. Team Rain would have to get this one wrong, and Team Joe would have to get this one right to tie. I'm so nervous. Okay. I'm so nervous. And uh, point each team. That is a bush baby howling in the night. So a that brings baby. a score. Team Joe, Yay. you lose to Team Rain. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> three two, three two, and uh, fortunately, Woo. I didn't. I didn't have to use my bonus, uh, my tie-breaking sound. The skunk in the chicken house. Oh. Yeah, I didn't have to use that. Um, so, so congratulations, Team Woo. Rain. You are our. You are our sound hounds of the evening. Congratulations to our winning team of sound hounds. Take it away, boys. <laughs> there you go. I added in some extra sounds for you. So, oh boy. And the oh. losers get to, to take get to take home the home version of yes. what's that <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is that, that sound, sound? Of the home edition uh, the home edition <laughs> yeah uh so anyway well yeah that was great we, we're gonna have to go to the break but uh sheila and francie i, I want to thank won. you very much yes. you won. you're winners <laughs> oh my god yay <laughs> <laughs> all right well <laughs> thank you both for being on we gotta let you go because we got the green news report okay. coming up but uh, Thanks, okay, sure. bye everyone. It was very bye fun. Bye. It was bye fun. Bye bye. All right, nighty night. So, uh, but yeah, thanks again, Sheila. We'll call again soon. So, uh, bye bye. All right. So there we go. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got that show back. So excellent. Um, and uh, you know what? Bobber says I think I got one right. Oh, <laughs> he sounds so. He looks that. See, I want Bobber so on my team next time. There you go. We'll make it happen. I want Bobber on your team next time. Uh huh. I want Bobber on your team next time. Yeah. Well, I I want to say congratulations, Rain. You're starting out 2018 with a bang. Uh, so very good. Uh, but uh, in in the boom. meantime, yeah, boom shakalaka. Uh, goes right there. Uh. Anyway, we got to go to the Green News Report. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night name calling and uh, get your birthdays out for birthday boners if you got them. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. 
It's Tuesday, January 9, 2018. The disaster has caused $306 billion in total damage. 2017 shatters record for costliest year ever for weather disasters in the United States. Concern is growing that the burning tanker could explode and cause an environmental disaster. Collision off the coast of China leaves oil tanker in flames. Opposition mobilizes against Trump's expansion of offshore drilling. Plus... Norway hits an inflection point on electric cars. And not a moment too soon, all of those reports and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. There is a whopper of a storm hitting the East Coast right now. There hasn't been such an aggressive onslaught of white since Trump took office. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, more oil and more disaster now in the East China Sea. Yes, indeed. In the East China Sea, there are fears of a growing environmental disaster after an Iranian oil tanker collided with a cargo ship over the weekend and caught fire. Nearly all of the oil tanker's crew are missing. One body has been recovered as of airtime, and the tanker is leaking oil condensate, an ultralight kind of crude oil that is highly toxic and extremely flammable. In a BBC interview, Ocean Oceanographer Simon Boxall of the University of Southampton said if the ship sinks, it would be, quote, a time bomb on the seabed as it slowly released the toxic condensate, killing fish across hundreds of square miles in the area. I was struck by Boxall's quote where he said it's not like crude, which does break down under natural microbial action. This stuff actually kills the microbes that break the oil down. Yeah, it's really, really bad. And if this condensate spills... This spill would be three times the size of the Exxon Valdez oil spill back in 1989. Here in the U.S., the worst has passed for now for the Midwest and East Coast after an extreme cold event, followed by a powerful cyclone blizzard, followed by another extreme cold Arctic blast that brought the entire region to a standstill in California. The good news is the first storm of the rainy season has finally arrived after more than 200 days without significant rainfall. But the bad news is that it's bringing the threat of flash floods and landslides for areas that burned in the recent record-breaking wildfires in northern and southern California. These extreme weather disasters are also extremely expensive. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced on Monday that 2017 was the most expensive year on record for weather disasters in the U.S., costing $306 billion in total. That's more than $100 billion more than the previous record year, 2005. And that was the year we had Hurricane Katrina. I mean, 2017 just shattered all of the records. Yeah, from three record hurricanes, Harvey, Maria, and Irma, to tornado outbreaks and drought, to record deluges and record wildfires in the West, 2017 saw 16 weather events that each racked up more than a billion dollars in financial losses. No wonder you look so exhausted, Desi Doyen. (laughs) It's in line with climate scientists' predictions that climate change will bring more frequent 
extreme weather disasters, but it's also due in part to development into risky areas. That's according to Florida meteorologist Jeff Berardelli of WPEC in an interview on CBS. The amount of billion-dollar events has doubled from an average of five back in the 1990s to an average of more than 10 now. And so we're seeing a combination, kind of a recipe for disaster. More extreme weather and people living in more exposed and vulnerable areas. Well, it's only what you've been warning us about for 10 years or so on the Green News Report. I tried. Meanwhile, California Governor Jerry Brown has joined Oregon and Washington's governors in vowing to block the Trump administration's plan to expand offshore oil and gas drilling to 90 percent of federal waters, including areas that have been off limits for decades, like California, Florida, the Atlantic and the Arctic. Even some Republicans like Florida Governor Rick Scott oppose the plan. State attorneys general and dozens of environmental groups have also vowed to fight the expansion of drilling in court. California regulators may slow down that offshore expansion, however, because the state has authority over fossil fuel infrastructure within three miles of shore. So California can say no to anything that is closer than three miles, and they can keep a pipeline from being built from those platforms back to shore. Yes, they can. And with oil as cheap as it is right now, it probably wouldn't pay for them to have to ship it in and out instead of using a pipeline, unless... Something causes the price of oil to skyrocket. There you go. Just saying. But finally, there is some good news. Norway has passed the inflection point when it comes to electric cars. Over half of all new cars sold in 2017 in Norway were all electric or hybrid cars, far outpacing conventional gasoline cars. Oh, it's over. If you've got an internal combustion engine car you were hoping to sell... I'd say move quickly. Just (laughs) saying. There you go. For much more on all of these reports and the stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. This little car means a heck of a lot to me. Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! (laughs) Take drugs, kids! They're good for you! Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So you think Steve Bannon tries to suck his own penis? Ah, uh, I had to I had to get that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. I don't suck my own penis. Got to have one to to do it. So you know. Well, there's that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Bannon, he's got plenty of time on his hands and, well, not his hands. <laughs> on his hands. He's also got a ton of shirts to clean shit off with. 
He's got. He uh, is in a deep world of hurt, isn't he? Can, he? he can perfect his style now. So <laughs> go for the gold, Bennett. <laughs> 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 oh, oh wait! Somehow that ties into the PP tape. He could make his own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. This is a wildly inappropriate. Uh, oh, wait. I'm at the, the buzz myself. There we go. Uh, and of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, Joe, would you like the honors of uh, doing name calling tonight? Well, not only the honors to the name calling, I have a special birthday boner. Oh, okay. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Here you go. Go out to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and Joe's garage. Better, kid, don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, lay it on us, Joe. Okay, biscuits coming up. Okay, here we go. You got any biscuits for sale in there? There you Biscuit. go. Uh, <laughs> first up, we have uh, my future partner in what the hell was that sound? Bobber in DC. <laughs> Very nice. We we have uh, Caitlin Chris, who is making uh, a great sounding soup, and she shouldn't put it on the chat if she's not going to share. Just saying. Uh oh. Okay. Yes, agreed. <laughs> we have Francie 57 who I now resent because she crushed me in this <laughs> game show. Fake sounds, fake sounds, total fake Which sounds. Total fake sounds. We won if it wasn't for the fake sounds. It was the rigged. fraud, fraud sounds. There were fraud yes. sounds. <laughs> I'm launching an investigation. I'm getting a committee. Okay, we have Jay Collie, 719. We have Cat. We have... Kenny Pick, along with Kenny Sr. Hello, Dad. We have KBD, cool black dude, Joey. Joey. We have living on Long Island. We have Moon Mare, Nova Moonlight, President. Hi, Rain. I am not in your basement tonight. Oh, I know, because I won the game. Oh, that's right. You crushed me. You kicked me out of your basement. <laughs> we have... Fancy, what's going on here? won you... the game. But we anyway. have Sc Scooter Cans. We have Sheila, sci-fi friend. We have Theo J. My boss, Tim Coromal. And Trojan Rabbit. Rabbit. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Very nice. Rabbit. Pop, pop. And uh, I thought we had, I mean, Adam was here earlier. Where did he go? Uh, oh, who knows? He might have had a prior obligation. Well, he Adam was part was of my here. team. Yeah, he was here. Oh, so I'm going to give Adam a shout out. Wait a minute. He was part of your team? Well, and then unofficially. He asked to, to be what? in uh, on, on, a, an honorary team member. Oh, and, okay. Well, he didn't Damn help, it. did he? I mean, we I, were all. You know what? That's lost. not even the point. You you just conceded that he's part of your team. No kibitzing. Oh, 
launch an investigation. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have, know a man named Mueller. Yeah, have Mueller call me. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, uh, so uh, oh, and, and we have a bir- birthday banner. Uh, because if you recall, this time last year on January 10th, I was not on your show. And ask yourself why. Hmm. Why? Because it was my bride's birthday. Oh, that's right. That's right. January 10th. However, this year it falls on a Wednesday, so I don't have to take the day off. But tomorrow is her birthday. So happy birthday to my bride, Barb. Well, happy birthday, happy Barb. Happy birthday, Barb. Uh, the original orange clown from D.C. has a greeting for you. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday! Fantastic. So uh, you guys got big plans tomorrow? Uh, we're going out to dinner to a fancy place. Nice. It's going to be classy. It's going to be a classy place. <laughs> Real classy. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, is this a, what, what kind of, what kind of joint uh, is this? What kind of fare do they have? It's a, an Italian restaurant run by Hungarians. Oh. <laughs> yes. Hungry? They're really good. Huh? That sounds delicious. It, it, I'll, I'm going to tell you something. The place is packed <laughs> every yeah. night, all year round. It's it's amazing. Yes. So the owners uh, are from Hungary. Hungary. Hungary and uh, <laughs> Slovenia. <laughs> and uh, yes, but they sound sort of like with Italian accents. So, you know. Uh, sure. It, it works, and they're great cooks, and it's it's great service, and the place is packed. In fact, uh, it's one of the favorite places. Remember I was telling you about our mayor without the chin that had the yeah, chin yeah. transplant? Chin, chin yes. he's, al- he's always there. Oh, good. You can Perfect. get his autograph. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, well, I, I hey. know him. I, uh, he's not... not you don't want his autograph. Well, if you can't get his <laughs> autograph, Barb. yeah, happy birthday, Barb. And you know what you should get? Uh, Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> excellent. Like cats, excellent. There's nothing wrong with Hungarians. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with Hungarians making Italian food. No. They do it well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. very good. Well, very you good. know, I, I, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that. And I'll make this quick. Hungarians make really good German food, too. Maybe they're just generically good cooks. Yeah, they, they're they comprehensively to, they get they're, in there and make stuff. They're, they're comprehensively good cooks. Comprehensive. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll we'll just take the German out and then we'll do comprehensive later. We we'll take out part of that and then you know work on merit cooking. Who doesn't want merit cooking? Who doesn't like merit cooking? <laughs> It's right. Yeah. It's a uh... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to Casabella tomorrow. Casabella, nice. Casabella, very nice. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, Barb. Uh, the the Fast and Furious. The birthday greetings are coming in the chat room. So, thank you very much, and uh, glad to have you and Barb as part of the Indie Media Weekly family. So, thank um, you very much. No problem. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we have left uh, in the way of uh, crappy audio. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I think what we're gonna, uh, man, yeah, let's let's do this. This this will be this will be a smart way to set this up because Rain also has a book report for us, everybody. Uh, but before oh. we get to the book report, I want to set it up with some audio before the next segment. This is from uh, Wolf Blitzer and Manu Raju today. Um, and, uh, Senator Barbara Boxer, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Diane Feinstein, my apologies. Um, uh, Diane Feinstein released the transcript of, from the Senate Judiciary Committee of Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS. Uh, she released the transcript and Republicans are pissed and it's great. <laughs> so uh this this is a report this broke today and rain has been diligently been uh has been diligently reading this transcript and in the next segment i mean you can you can comment on a little bit uh with the audio here but i'd like to get a little more deep dive with you on this uh, uh after we come back after the break but here's uh here's clip one of uh wolf it's mostly manu raju it's just wolf at the beginning saying breaking news major development uh, from the u.s senate involving the russia investigation manu raju is standing by manu update our viewers on this breaking news yeah the very significant and surprising development the top democrat in the senate judiciary committee surprisingly releasing a 312 page transcript of glenn simpson who is the co-founder of that opposition research firm Fusion. GPS, that firm that was behind that very controversial dossier of Trump and Russia allegations about connections, coordination, and contacts, something that the White House has furiously attacked for months. Well, for the first time, we're getting a sense of what Glenn Simpson, that founder of that firm, said behind closed doors during a 10-hour testimony because of Feinstein's decision to release uh, this document. Now, what she, what Simpson says, according to this document, was that Mr. Christopher Steele, who was that former British agent who was hired by Fusion GPS to investigate uh, these connections between Trump and Russia. Uh, really, he went to the FBI in July 2016 out of concern about what he was finding. He was so concerned, according to Glenn Simpson, that there could be a presidential candidate, President Trump, candidate Trump, who was being blackmailed by the Russians. So he went and he informed the FBI about exactly uh, what he was finding. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, <laughs> and, and rightly you should. I'm not good at book reports. Uh, well, it's okay. Uh, but no, so <laughs> he, he went to the FBI before any of this, you know. So, so again, completely yes. destroying that narrative uh, that we've talked about uh, for a while. Uh, you know, uh, th th that idiot uh, Papadopoulos, you know. The, the, this narrative uh, of the Trump cult has been decimated by no, no, the Fusion GPS uh, steel dossier that did not prompt the investigation. It was someone in Trump's organization and Trump himself, yes. Um, yes. you know, for being potentially blackmailable. And yes, the PP tape did get brought up, folks. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, and and I do have like there's eight big takeaways from this I got from uh, uh, Dan Abrams uh, Law and Crime um, website, you, formerly Law News with a Z. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he probably paid a, uh, he probably paid a pretty penny. 
That's a lot of peas. Uh, for lawandcrime.com, <laughs> you probably paid uh, probably more peas than what Trump saw on few, the bed. Ah, uh, see, uh, there you go. See, there you go. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, not as many peas, I don't think. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there was much more peas. Um, <laughs> many more peas. Uh, yes. So uh, here, here's the second clip from Manu Raju, and then we'll discuss a little. In addition to that, Wolf, we also discussed how there was an internal Trump campaign source who uh, the, he was speaking to the FBI. Oh, and no. The FBI thought that Christopher Steele's information in the dossier was credible because this internal Trump, cam- Trump campaign source was saying something similar. He reveals that this campaign source had met with an FBI attorney in Rome uh, that summer as well. Now, it, we're still going through this document, Wolf, but a rather uh, remarkable development here. For the first time, we're seeing exactly how Christopher Steele put together this dossier, why uh, he was hired to investigate. We do know that the funding behind this uh, has been under criticism because the Democrats uh, put money behind uh, Fusion GPS in the general election, and Fusion GPS then hired Christopher Steele to investigate Trump's business background, but conservatives in the primary had given money to Fusion GPS at that time before Christopher Steele was hired. But in this testimony, Wolf, Glenn Simpson says Steele uh, was investigating just a basic question about what exactly Trump was doing with Russia. He said Fusion GPS had no role whatsoever in editing and determining what was uh, said in this dossier, but it was Steele's own concern about the prospects of a presidential candidate being potentially blackmailed. Is the reason why he went to the FBI and briefed them about exactly what he was finding, Wolf. Oh, that is, I'm sorry, I had my mic down. That is such a shame. There was somebody in the Trump cult that was in communication with the FBI, and in the information in the dossier is largely believed to be true. That's P-P big. Anyone? That's big. What's that? PP anyone? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, Rain, here's what I could do is since you've been reading it, I know you're, you're saying, uh, you know, you're not big on a book report kind of idea, but I could go through this law. And, I could go. I could go through this law and crime thing uh, and talk about the different little points. And then if something um, comes up that you remember from it, um, we'll. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go that way. So, so again, this is uh, from Law and Crime. Uh, this is by the Law and Crime staff. It doesn't say expressly who wrote it. But the name of the article is Eight Important Details from Fusion GPS Secret Testimony. Yes, P-tape included, parenthetically. <laughs> um, I'm at the point where I don't even care about the P-tape. I still do. I, I care. I understand that you guys do, but... <clears throat> I care because I think it's real. I want him to be real. I know it's for real. All time. So I know well, it's real. I want uh, uh, you know humiliations galore for this administration, uh, because it, it just uh, you know. Oh yeah, here humiliations galore. Here. Humiliations galore. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the first point that it says Fusion GPS seemed to know an awful lot about Russia. It says Fusion GPS's research involved digging into Russian mobsters, wealthy investors with ties to Russia, Russian tax advance schemes, and Russian business schemes. 
The investigative attorney for Republican Chairman Grassley was really interested in Russia-related work uh, Fusion GPS had done in the past. Fusion GPS oh, yeah, had uh, Fusion GPS had been hired by a law firm uh, Baker by law firm Baker Hostetler to research the Provezon uh, Holdings litigation. Uh, which involved claims that three hundred or two hundred and thirty million dollars were fraudulently taken from the Russian treasury. That's a lot of rubles, boys and girls, um, <laughs> and used to buy property in Manhattan. Fusion GPS also had been hired to research the Magnitsky Act, which attempted to block certain Russian operatives from using the U.S. banking system after they purportedly caused the death of a Russian tax accountant in a Russian prison in 2009. Any comments on that part, Rain? Because you were talking a little bit about that, right? Well, the the province, the province, I'm not good at Russian things. Provezon? I don't understand the Provezon thing. I don't understand the Provezon. I don't get that. But the rest of it is very, very interesting to me because, um, say it again, Ken, please. The uh, Provezon Holdings litigation. Yeah, that part I don't, I don't know why that's so important, but the rest of it I feel like it is kind of important because, because Fusion GPS was hired, as we all know, by um, Free Beacon. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, here, here's I why I over- th- here's why I think this might be important and why they're looking into it. Because they're saying okay. that this Provezon Holdings thing involved claims that $230 million was fraudulently taken from the Russian Treasury and used to buy property in Manhattan. To me, that mm-hmm. says mm-hmm. some Americans were involved to help ru- launder Russian money because that right. money was taken illegal- illegally, uh, you know, uh, granted, from ru- the Russian Treasury. Okay. So... So it seems honest. that GPS to that part. Fusion GPS was already uh, they were already well schooled in the uh, money laundering schemes of Russian mobsters. Yeah. But here's here's the thing about the Fusion GPS based on just I've only read like 90 pages of that. Yeah. And I'm rubbing my eyes right now because yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that's really really important. Right from the beginning of that testimony, and and the lawyer who was questioning Simpson Samson, he was he was he was on Grassley's you know staff. Yes, these were lawyers who were from either you know they were lawyers for senator staffs for Republicans uh, and two yeah yeah. Uh, so that's they, big. That's big. It is big. It is big because senators don't know how to question these things. No. So they do this stuff behind the scenes. Send up, send up. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Send up a, you know, a lawyer. Sure. And the one and thing again, that I find very interesting is yeah. that the guy from Fusion GPS made it clear time and time again was that it didn't matter who his client was, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter what his client wanted. What he said time and time again is, tell me what your problem is, and I don't care what solution you want. If you want to figure out why you have a problem, we're going to figure that out. 
And that's a really important point. I know it sounds very strange, but no. you know, it, it, Fusion GPS never said we're gonna we're gonna find a solution that works for you. Yeah. Fusion GPS always said, "You have a problem. You want an answer. We're gonna go out and find an answer." Yeah. And you might not like it. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. Oh. See, that's that's the thing. I'm sorry if I, I'm really bad at book reports. No, no, no. It's but fine. That was, that was that to me. That was really, really important. Yeah. Because, like I said, I'm on I'm page 93, and again, he's like, I'm not going to tell you who my clients are. Yeah. My clients changed. Sure, sure, absolutely. And we didn't. the The feeling that I'm getting is that they didn't change teams because Fusion GPS did not have a team. Yeah. Well, okay, on that note, we're going to pick up where we left off when we come back uh, because there's like seven more points I want to try and blow through from this article. Uh, I will post this uh, in the comment section if anybody wants to review it, read along, do whatever. Uh, oh, Clinster is now in the chat room, so maybe he can give us a quick uh, call and uh, talk about uh, the book if he wants. But uh, um, I, I want to, yeah, I want to. Uh, <laughs> But I, I want to keep trucking on this uh, on the, this leaked transcript, though, because there's some good shit here, folks. Good shit. Um, but yeah, so let's but go here's ahead. Here's the thing, uh, Ken. Uh, yeah, yeah. This wasn't leaked. This was dropped. Released. Released. By I'm sorry. Senator. I'm sorry. The transcript was, re uh, the, you know, that yeah. that that's been in, you know, leaked. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's just a thing. But uh, anyway, yes, it was released. It was released officially. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and go to the break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this newly released testimony. And uh, yeah, and it, things look real bad for the Trump call. Funny how nobody's talking about that investigation into the Clinton organization anymore, right? <laughs> it was weird. So and uranium uh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, but anyway, break time. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. Hi, this is Tim Coramal from the Tim Coramal Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. And now. On with the show. There's so much fake news, we don't even know this is true yet until the president tweets on it. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me on the program, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Yellow. I'm back. No, there you I'm are. back. So. I was taking a pause. <laughs> That's all right. I was thinking about why I'm back. Uh, yeah, questioning oh, the big mysteries God. in life. 
And of this course, administration <laughs> kills me. Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. I'm such a loser. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's okay. You, you, you'll be the comeback kid next time. It's good. Oh so, come on, Joe. You won like five weeks in a row. He really, he really <laughs> did. No, I really don't think so. I think it was I ten weeks. So. I think you won the entire year of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Clinster says. Clinster says, "Hey, Kenny, I, I'll wait until Friday for my book report. Uh, still making notes, and some of them are even uh, more substance, substantive than <laughs> Jesus Christ." <laughs> So. <laughs> See, that was my my impression. My impression yeah. was Clinster's story. Right, I was going, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh, wow. Uh, this is so, where we are. Yeah, We're like reading this stuff. You, Joe, Joe, and Clint are reading the book. I'm reading this testimony, and all I could say is, what the what the hell. Yeah. So and, and exactly. Clint, what the Clint hell? is an educator. Clint is a teacher. Yes. I, I can't I just I just god damn it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh so all right. Um I'm gonna take a, a little bit of a br- break here. Don't you don't guys don't have to type in your adjectives too fast and furious. I will get back to them. But I wanna read uh I, I've been jotting some down for Mad Libs. So um, here is uh, back to the article uh, once again from the law and crime staff. Eight important details from Fusion GPS secret testimony. Yes, P-tape included. And I think I know why it's just credited to the staff because I think everybody's like, all right, you take pages 1 through 50, you take pages 50 through 100, you know, um, and or, or even more. I mean, so, uh, okay, so uh, point two that they brought up is the investigation was open-ended in scope but not in time. Simpson described Steele's project for Fusion GPS as open-ended in scope. He also noted, however, that it wasn't open-ended in time. Simpson continued noting it was it it was uh, it would was take a few weeks. It was take a few weeks. See if there's anything that was interesting, notable, important, and if we think there's uh, reason um, to go on, we'll make that decision at that at that time. So it was a short-term engagement in the beginning. During this exchange, Simpson also noted that Steele was basically given free reign that Fusion G- G- uh, GPS didn't direct him to pursue particular avenues. So that whole collusion idea, Hillary Clinton went over to Russia, contact, you know, Russian agents, rah, rah, rah. bullshit. It's nonsense. So, uh, Joe, any thoughts on that part? Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I mean... I, I, I'm just dumbfounded that this testimony was being withheld by the Republican Party yeah. because they knew that it just totally un- undermines everything Trump and his supporters were saying. Oh, yeah. That that this was a politically motivated uh, uh, a dossier that... It's just it's just mind-boggling that, the, but but I'm not surprised, and it shows the state of where we are that that Congress is not going to perform its 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 uh, 
is not going to perform its function as a check and balance on an out-of-control executive. Yeah. Or possibly a criminal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, Rain, um, uh, th- there we go. They're saying that, uh, you know, they I, I just said... I want to back up on this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It was it was the very idea that, you know, it was Fusion GPS who said that the investigation was open-ended in scope, but not in time. In other words, go find everything you can, but we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And and when Joe talks about, you know, the the um, the investigation by the Senate, this is I, whatever I, don't, I can't even keep track of what committee it is. If it was the Senate Judiciary or the Senate, whatever, Fusion GPS set set it down, said, figure out everything you can. You don't have a lot of time. Find it and get it back to us. Yeah, that's pretty incredible to me. I hope oh, yeah. that makes sense because oh, yeah. because the fusion GPS yeah. stuff didn't have anything to do with what we have now is the Russian investigation. No. This was before the Senate investigation and even the lame ass congressional investigation. This was this was a big thing to me. You know yeah. what's amazing is it didn't take because it was closed because it was closed in, in in time, it didn't take long for him to stumble across major major problems. Yeah, because major security there was problems. So much coming in, and like I said, I'm only on page ninety three of that PDF report, but just a whole bunch of stuff was coming in, and and they did, Fusion GPS knew. Oh, this is getting bigger, way bigger than what we were supposed to do. Oh yeah, it's getting. Yeah, they super were they big. were originally hired by Free Beacon. We know that. Yes. And we 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 as <clears throat> sorry about my throat, but we as individual citizens found this out in October. This this testimony happened in August. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it took until this year. The, the second week of 2018 for Diane Feinstein to say this shit's got to come out in public. Well, if you recall, there was a, a clip on, uh, I think it was Rachel Maddow, where a constituent of, uh, of Grassley's, when he was holding a town hall out in Iowa, uh, asked him about this testimony and if he had any reason that he wasn't going to release the tape and he, the, the testimony, and he said no. He said, "I have." He said, "He said, are you going to release the transcript of that that uh, Fusion GP, GPS uh, testimony?" And he said, uh, "I see no reason why I would vote against releasing it." In fact, as I'm saying that, Rachel Maddow is showing the same clip right now, <laughs> where the where the guy stands up and asks him that. So back back then, uh, and this was August during the 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 the, the congressional uh, break. Uh, Grassley had no problem, and then suddenly, it became so, a problem. What happened between now and August? And well, what happened between, between now, now and August? Remember, and it's the it, same answer. Flynn flipped. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, we got an unknown call uh, coming in. I want to see who this is. Unknown caller, oh. you're on the air on Turn Up Tonight. Who is this? Where are you calling from? 
I uh, I listen to both sides. Oh, Jesus Christ, Adam. What number are you calling from? I'm calling from <laughs> Skype so I could get better quality. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. So um, I hear myself, you know, I hear my phone calls and it sounds terrible usually. Oh, sound fine to me. Um, uh, all right. Give us a quick thought, Adam. I want to get back to this article. What What's up? Well, I just well when I heard Clint wasn't calling, I figured I'd call because I know you don't usually um, take calls in the last segment. So I just figured I would call in. Do you mind if I shamelessly plug what's going on Saturday? No, please do. I uh, yeah. Well, I'm Catholic, so there will be shame involved. But yes. we'll be having John Fugel sing on for the first segment to talk about Star Wars, which I've never heard about. So I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. That's so. It, yeah, so so that's that's very exciting. Your um, yeah, John Fugel saying is making his uh, first appearance on your program. Yes, and since you're going to be joining us for all three hours, yes, um, I figured this would be a great time to also do our annual tradition of shithead of the year. Oh yeah, so we'll yeah. do open. We'll do open. We'll do open lines if you're if you're okay with this. I hate to yep. speak for you. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll do I, open I, lines. Yeah. Just not in the first segment, because we got Fugles hang on. Right. Right. Not for the first segment, but we'll do open lines after that with your shithead of the year. But the caveat is you cannot use Trump for this exercise. Yeah, no I know. Fruit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want to challenge my listeners. I want you to dig deep and find the best shithead you can possibly find. Excellent. Well, on that note, Adam, I'll tell you what. I, I want... Um, uh, I'm gonna have you do a live uh, a live Mad Lib on the air. Uh, give me the name of a Republican. Oh, uh, Lindsey Graham. Okay, nice one. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for calling in and reminding everybody that Fugelsang's gonna be on to talk about Star Wars uh, again. The Last Jedi. Very excited. Uh, there will be there will be spoilers, folks. There will be spoilers. So if you, yes. if you actually care about that. Uh, make sure you watch it before Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, if you actually care. If you don't, listen in, you know, because John Fugelsing is awesome, and I'm so excited to be yeah. able to, to pick his nerd brain, because I'm sure a Very lot of people exciting. ask him, hey, what, what do you think of Star Wars? Usually gets asked about, you know, what do you think of this asshole you got in the White House? Sure, sure. But yeah, so everybody uh, check out that show, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Saturday. Mike Check Radio, Miles, Michelle, John, myself, Adam, and John Fugel saying talking Star Wars in the first segment. Very excited. But, uh, Adam, I'm going to let you go because I want to get back to this article. Um, but, okay, uh, sorry to but, interrupt. No, don't worry about it. I, I'm glad you called in with the um, with the, the, the reminder about Fugel saying. It's very good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right well, have, everyone have a good night. Joe, Rain, et cetera, et cetera. Kenny, I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night, one. buddy. So, uh, all right, very good. Nice to have a little reminder there. So, um, all right, uh, well, now let, let's let's try and do lightning around. I got all the Mad Libs done, believe it or not, um, except for a few things that I need from Rain and Joe in the next segment. But um, the, the the next one, which uh, uh, Manu Raju already touched upon, uh, Christopher Steele thought Trump was being blackmailed. Steele pressed uh, for the dossier contents to be treated like a national security issue, and it was his suggestion to bring the information to the FBI. After Steele made his case about the potential blackmail, Simpson thought about it 
and eventually agreed it was proper uh, to uh, to bring Steele's concerns to the FBI. Simpson said, I agreed it's a potential uh, crime in progress. So, you know, if we can do that in the most appropriate way, I said it was okay for him to do that. The ultimate decision, according to Simpson, was between Steele and himself and no one else. Yeah, that was weird. Well, uh, and it was also GPS, uh, Fusion GPS saying, Mm -hmm. we didn't instruct him to do this. He made that decision on his own. Uh, You know, we agreed that it's potentially a crime in progress, but you do what you think is right. And he did. Yeah, and that that ultimately, once again, only into like page 90 something, Fusion GPS has made it clear throughout everything that I've read so far that they represented their clients. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go to we're not going to go to to the house, the senate. We don't do that. We just yeah. represent our clients. And and they actually said, "Look, um what do you want to know? You're getting sued? Okay. You're upset that you're getting sued? We're going to look into why you're getting sued." And that's it. Yeah. This story went, it, it seems to me as though this story went way above it and beyond whatever Fusion GPS was wanted to do. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I, I think basically <clears throat> they, uh, they hit their gold mine and then they found a diamond mine and they were like, we didn't ask for a diamond mine. <laughs> You should talk to somebody else about the diamonds because that seems sketchy and there's probably blood involved. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, when Christopher, when Christopher Steele came and said, I think he's getting blackmailed. These guys are like, oh, well, I don't know what we have to do with this. What? what That's out of our wheelhouse. That's yeah. Out of, that's out of our wheelhouse. We're we're not in l- the the business of law and order. We're in the business of opposition research. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even yeah. It wasn't even just opposition research. It was it, they were in the business of, oh hi. You're getting oh, sued, hi. and you don't know why you're getting sued. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go look into why you're getting sued. Yeah, and we're doing this from a really like non biased. The, the way I look at this from what I've read, Fusion GPS seems to be very neutral. They're, they're yeah. the place you go to to be like, hi, somebody called me a bitch. I want you to find out why she called me a bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, hi, I mean, Mark. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know why I decided to say, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, all right. So Joe, this, the point four is for you. Everyone went out of their way, not to mention the P tape. Some folks talked about it, of course, but couldn't bring themselves to actually reference the film, water, the filmed water sports by name, or even describe the incident. Here's one such interaction between Simpson and Heather Sawyer, chief oversight counsel. Sawyer, and with specific regard to the issue of blackmail, what was the 
what were the facts that he had gathered <laughs> that made him concerned about the possibility of blackmail? And who did he think was going to be peed on? I mean, blackmailed. Um, so, <laughs> Simpson, well, the facts are the P-tape. I mean, beyond what's here, we don't have any additional P-tapes. I mean, facts. The alleged P-tapes, mm. I mean, incident that's described here <laughs> is is the one that he was You're not trying to, to avoid these, are you? <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm interjecting those. That's fake. False news. False news. Stop fake? spreading Stop lies. Stop spreading yes. lie and oh, false news. I'm so sorry, uh, Natasha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as I say, I don't, uh, really have additional information beyond this, except, uh, that I mean, it's probably in here somewhere actually, but it's well known in intelligence circles that the Russians have cameras and all the luxury hotel rooms. And there are memoirs written about this by former Russian intelligence agents. Um, I could, uh, I could quote you. So the, the problem of compromat is and compromising is just endemic to east-west intelligence work so that's what i'm referring to that's what he's referring to he's referring to donald trump getting urinated on by russian prostitutes <laughs> no that's i added that part more false news <laughs> sawyer got it <laughs> so that would be in the summary the kind of third dash point down where it mentions yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> there's my there's my uh, dramatization yeah, yeah that's right so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know we're, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Tinkle, yeah. we're tinkle. talking about that yeah yeah uh <laughs> so yeah that 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 part kind of speaks for itself um uh then uh part five is Steele talked to the fbi on multiple occasions but then broke it off Simpson said, uh, Steele said, hey, I heard back from the FBI and they want me to come talk to them. And they say that uh, they want everything I have, to which I said, okay. He said he'd gone to Rome. I said, okay. He went to Rome. Then afterwards, he came back and said, you know, I gave them the full briefing. Uh, them a full briefing, rather. Uh, the first admitted meeting, uh, admitted meeting occurred on July 5th in Rome. A trip paid for by the FBI. Oh, the second the second admitted meeting between Steele and the FBI occurred during mid to late September. Simpson said, and was a debriefing. Then on October thirty first, after the New York Times ran the article about an investigation into Trump's possible Kremlin contacts, Steele ceased contact with the FBI. Simpson said. He didn't literally tell me about specific contacts. I just recall that there was that he broke it off, which implies that he told him he didn't want to have anything more to do with them. So the FBI was paying him to f shuttle him around. Yes. Yeah. Um, six. The FBI uh, relied on a source within the Trump campaign to verify some of the dossier's information. Simpson noted, mm -hmm. essentially what Steele told me was the FBI and other intelligence uh, about this matter was from an internal Trump campaign source that they, my understanding, was that they believed Chris at this point, Christopher Steele. They believed that Chris's information might be credible because they had other intelligence that indicated the same thing and one of those pieces of intelligence was a human source from inside the Trump organization. When pressed as to who that other person might be, Simpson's attorney claimed a security privilege and had his uh, and 
had his client refuse to answer the question. So there you go. And so, uh, yeah. Human person inside the Trump organization. Yes. That's not okay. good for Donnie. That's not good. Uh, here's a short 1.7. There's a few key redactions. Oh, I'm sure there are. One, sur- such, re- one such redaction uh, is Steele's FBI contact. Steele's man in Rome is referenced on multiple occasions, but always blacked or whited out. Also, someone uh, more curiously, oh, I'm sorry, also somewhat more curiously, are redactions related to Fusion GPS. Some of that information makes sense. Bank account information and such. Multiple uh, uh, Fusion GPS employees' names are blacked out as well. Kind of makes you wonder. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Interesting. And uh, the biggie biggie right here, uh, eight. Apparently, someone was killed killed as a result of the dossier being published according to simpson's attorney joshua levy or levy i'm not sure uh at least one person has been killed as a result of the dossier becoming public knowledge there are no details beyond uh levy's uh, assertion i'm sorry um here's the interaction between chief investigative counsel jason forster or foster uh simpson and levy for uh foster so without getting into naming the sources or anything like that what steps did you take to try and verify their credibility uh simpson i'm going to to, uh, i'm going to decline to answer that foster why uh levy it's a voluntary interview and in addition to that he wants to be very careful to protect his sources somebody's already been killed as a result of the publication of this dossier and no harm should come to anybody related to this honest work that's it. Those are the big eight points from law and crime. Somebody has already been killed. Yep. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So apparently when, when this dossier broke, a source was revealed. A source was... Well, I guess the sources were in the dossier. I don't. I don't know how that happened, but uh, it doesn't say. But uh, apparently, somebody was identified, and they were taken care of by whoever they were snitching on. Yeah, and President brings up: uh, Haven't there been a, a, about a dozen accidents that have been ha- that have happened to upper level Russians? Oh, there's yes. so many. I mean, you know, in the timing of them was insane. We can only speculate who who was killed because of this but yeah there were so many you know people that were just gunned down in the street poisoned thrown off buildings you know run down in a in a car you know i mean it, it, that's the that's the uh uh kgb way and if the if anybody went against putin and his um his regime and they realized they jeopardized the the uh, um the usefulness of the compromise then they were killed no no ifs ands or buts about that if they if somebody uh goes against putin or uh or, or goes against uh interests of that butcher's regime you're dead 
And and you know what? It, remember Trump defending him to Bill O'Reilly too. Oh, we have killers here too. We have killers here too. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah, that. So that's We're interesting. Not so innocent. Yeah. We're not so innocent. That's not what he said. that innocent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a Britney Spears song. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry I know that, but they played it when I worked at the Warner Brothers Studio Store. Uh, <laughs> Or the Gap, one of those places. I don't know. It was terrible. Um, so yeah, uh, there's some uh, big big points there, and this stuff is going to keep getting unpacked. But it looks like the law and crime team really, you know, you know, again, it, there wasn't a single person credited on that story. It was like the whole team worked on this all day. <laughs> we broke it down, and um, and that's that's pretty impressive that they that that, that was a great breakdown. So, don't you wish you had your own team to break stuff down like that, Rain? <laughs> That'd be nice. Teach your dogs to I read. Do. Teach I your have dogs you to and read. Joe. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, but I mean, to, to wade through a dogs. giant article, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, there was another another thing there that went uh, in those eight bullet points that we just went over that I just wanted to clarify. Um, when he said that there was a point, uh, this was bullet point five, that uh, at some point he didn't literally tell me about specific contacts. I just recall that there was, he broke it off, which implies that he told him he didn't want to have anything more to do with them, meaning yeah. steal with the FBI. Yeah. Mm. Well, yes. there's a reason for that, and the reason for that is uh, explained uh in today's Washington Post. Okay. Because apparently um, uh, the found the co-founder of GPS, this uh, uh, Simpson, uh, has taken to dispute a New York Times report that happened in October of the election year. And you probably remember it, the one that said that the FBI, and, and it was it was all over, that the FBI found no clear connection between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And the New York Times published that article. And what pissed off Steele, if you read this article in the New York Times, in fact, I'm going to post the link, uh, what pissed Steele off about that was he had been debriefed by the New York Times twice, okay, and All told right. the story how there was a definite link, that there was a crime in progress. And and two weeks after the second debriefing, they still went ahead and published that story and still start to get wonder what the hell was going on inside the FBI and was Trump controlling, you know, the 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 news feed coming out of the FBI basically. And that's the reason he cut off his contacts with the FBI at that uh, point. See, see how compiling facts all starts to to, to make a lot of sense. Oh, it all falls in. Yeah, so oh. I just put the link to to the uh I see Eric that. Wimple uh yeah. Uh very nice. Yeah, that 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 was uh, today at 7.30 he posted that. So apparently there was some, he still got a little buggy because he felt, hey, wait, I tell the New York Times twice that there's a definite link, a, he- a he- heinous link yeah. 
and they and they went ahead and published a story <laughs> saying that oh the FBI doesn't see any link at all. Wow. And it was like wow. Interesting. So it's, tonight he is disputing that old New York Times story from Halloween 2016. Yeah. All right, very cool, very cool. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. And yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this more on, more on this on Friday. Um, and again, Clintster will give us a call and give us his little book report. I'm going to try and plow through as much of the book tomorrow night as I can on Fire, Fire and Fury. See what happens. I also have a bunch of recording to do for that new uh, old-time radio overnight. I need to record new uh, intros and everything. But, all right, we are going to go ahead and hit the break. Any other final thoughts on this, we'll, we'll discuss when we come back. But we got one, two, three Mad Libs for everybody tonight. Rain and Joe have some fun words to fill out for us. It's going to be cool. Um, and, yeah, in, in honor of uh, the PP tapes, um, I'm going to play my song uh, from Hairwolf, Illuminati, because it's about a sexy cover-up. Uh, although Trump it, getting peed on is not sexy at all. Um, I'll just say that straight out. It's a Luciferian Illuminatus. The Luciferian Illuminatus. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Illuminati by Hairwolf coming up. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Let's take a look at a genuine America. I want you to meet Kitty Pick. He's proud of his country, but prone to take his liberties for granted. He's aware that someone must assume responsibility for the liberty, for our free way of life. Yet, when there's a job to be done, Kitty Peck, like so many Americans, is apt to ask, why me?
This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And thank you to all the other fine cities across America uh, in which our listeners live and support our fine little uh, network here. And um, before I, I, I promised Alex Jones, everybody, but you'll be sad to know I, I, there was actually two Alex Jones clips I wanted to get. So I'm going to save it for Friday because I think Pete will like oh. that. Uh, so we're going to save the Alex Jones for Friday, but I totally forgot. I have some awesome parting words from uh, Steve Schmidt uh, for Steve Bannon <laughs> from one Steve to another. Uh, I got to, I, I got to some great, uh, a great eulogy for uh, Steve Bannon's career here. Courtesy of Steve Schmidt. Here, here we go. Look at what Steve Bannon accomplished. He, you know, drug from the bottom of this toxic swamp in American politics, this white nationalism, and made uh, made common cause uh, with some of the most odious elements in, in American life. And, you know, he is somebody who has done real damage uh, to the social and political fabric of the of the country, as has the website. Now, uh, the statements right, that Mark. he made in the book, you seem to me to be statements of the obvious. And so it's an inside account that confirms uh, what many of us believe and, and know to be going on in, in the White House. But uh, I certainly don't think that Steve Bannon is going to have a role 
in opposition to Donald Trump. Uh, he's somebody who holds extreme political views. Uh, frankly, we didn't talk enough about over the last year his, uh, his opposition to what he calls globalism. Uh, these are crackpot ideas that, that emanate out of him and have always been crackpot ideas. And you know, so this is someone who I think touched the third rail here, overcome by hubris like Icarus. He flew too close to the sun and he did the one thing <laughs> that you must not do uh, around yes. Donald Trump. Uh, he criticized the president, criticized the president's family and made the point uh, that Donald Trump was on his way to being a failed president. And for that, it seems there'll be no forgiveness for, for Steve Bannon. Ah, oh, man, Amen. my friend. My goodness. My goodness. How do you really feel, uh, Mr. Schmidt? <laughs> uh, well, he's good I love words. that he talked to the Icarus. Oh, I know. I know. A really fat, drunk Icarus flew way too close. <laughs> yes. Flew way, way, way too close to to an orange sphere. So, <laughs> an unbathed, yes, tick ridden, tick ridden. Oh yeah, bitten. You imagine the shit that had come flying off him when he flapped his oh. wings. Yeah, yeah, all the bugs, Terrible. oh, parasites, uh, vermin. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, there is a part two. Uh, Steve Schmidt is not done. Uh, here he uh, uh, he mentions uh, how uh, uh, Bannon was loyal uh, through the darkest moments to Trump, and even that didn't save his. Uh, uh, when I say darkest, I mean like the most disgusting parts of uh, Trump's. Um, uh, uh, lead up to his election and uh, in this past summer. He was clearly unbothered by anything that Donald Trump said on the Access Hollywood tape. Uh, most everyone in the country was appalled by it. Um, and Steve Bannon wasn't. Uh, with regard to Charlottesville, really this extraordinary moment where in one of the most beautiful university towns in the United States of America, we have neo-Nazis marching by torchlight uh, talking about Jews will not replace us uh, delivering the Nazi salute venerating the most evil regime in all of human history and Steve Bannon's advice to the president of the United States uh, is to go out and say hey there's good people on both sides yeah and one of Steve Bannon's enduring mm. legacies is giving room for these extreme elements to surface, to feel empowered, and to feel legitimately part of the debate in American society around our, around our politics. He mainstreamed nationalism, white nationalism, neo-Nazism, um, as yes. part of a coalition in support of the Trump candidacy. And it is an appalling and dubious and ignominious legacy that he will leave behind because of that. Why, you Nazi bastard! No, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I added that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See ya, Bannon. You fucking freak. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Steve Schmidt, uh, well, I, I suppose it, it would be doing a disservice if I didn't give him uh, the proper proper amen here. Thank you, Steve. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. But I'm still not forgetting that Palin shit, though. So, 
you're not completely off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, right. I That's mean, right. he really did, you know, by, by putting Palin on that McCain ticket, really, really helped draw dumb, dumb dummies out of the woodwork that were, were that was a primer for Trump. Joe the plumber. Yeah. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. You know, I'm so, I'm really sorry you didn't do the the uh, Infowars uh, thing tonight. Why is that? Um, well, you know, I, I happen to be browsing the Infowars store, which I do every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Me too. Don't you? Yeah, I get my taint wipes over there. And and they have some t- tips here for uh, survival hacks that will help everyone survive the apocalypse. Oh, neat. That's cool. Yeah, um, but there's a, there's 20 of them. I, I don't want to read them. But there are two that stood out. Sure. One is to use junk food as kindling. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay. Dor- Doritos yeah. are highly flammable, actually. Right, right. Corn chips like Doritos and Fritos contain enough oil to make them suitable for kindling. The fat inside these chips makes them catch fire quickly. Only try this hack if you have plenty of extra food provisions, however. <laughs> <laughs> I got the family size Doritos. Yeah, we got enough. We got enough. We can burn these. And the second one, and this is the last one, is use a bra as a mask. <laughs> What? <laughs> as as like a gas mask? Area that's, yeah, no, 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 no. You might want to write this one down, kids. All right. If you come okay, across got, an area that's burning. Uh-huh. Okay. If you come across an area that's burning, yeah, use a it. bra as a makeshift mask. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This hack might seem a little silly, a little, but it could be a true lifesaver. An ergonomic design of the bra's cup. Makes it easy to affix over your mouth and nose. That actually and there's a picture. There's a picture of a guy with a with a leopard print bra over his face. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, and I wow. want to know where you get the bra. Oh, well, if you're like Alex Jones, you probably panty raid uh, people and steal them, or you or you wear one. Or you know, if you're if you're actually a Trump supporter or an Alex Jones listener, you just take one of your mommies. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> I know where I'm getting my bra in case of a fire, and thank you, Suze. It'll fit over my big face. So <laughs> it's a man's ear. It's a man's ear. <laughs> yeah. It's a bra. Um, it's not a terrible idea if if God forbid, knock on wood, you you have some kind of catastrophe. So um, well, if you come across a burnt area, only if it's a burnt area. Oh, you grab your wife's bra. Gotcha, gotcha. Or your mom's. Or your mom's face. if you're an Alex Jones fan. Um, if you're so, a mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you, Joe, for those helpful tips. All right. Very I good. just want to help you wrote those down. And you don't know the apocalypse. And uh, is don't buy the sweet apple chicken sausages from Trader Joe's on that list? It is. Okay, it's good. It's number 20. <laughs> it's number 20. <laughs> Don't buy them. GMOs. Uh, <laughs> uh, fluoride. Um, He's also, by the way, he sells colloidal silver. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. insane. All right, all right. Oh, we we got to make sure. Yeah. Joe, tonight is the second night of uh, the Tim Carmel show being on at 1015, so we got to make sure we don't go too long. So no, uh, no. we we gotta we gotta blow through some uh, Mad Libs here to end on a uh, 
uh, a fun story. Or President says, or you can get, take one off your real doll. Uh, <laughs> a, a yeah, there you go. All right. Um, here we are. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad, live. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Well, thankfully, our chat room was very helpful at filling most of these out tonight. So, um, all right, uh, we'll go with Rain first tonight. I could use a number, please. Are you muted, Rain? Or are you just thinking? Because I can't no, hear you. I was muted, and there you go. I am thinking about 27. 27. I, that's a good one for this. Uh, Joe, I need a noun, because apparently I forgot to write one down here. <laughs> <laughs> car. All right. Oh, should it be clown car? Okay, clown car. All right. That'll be better. Um, and uh, all right, Rain, I need another number. No. 72. Okay, 72. There you go. Uh, Joe, I need a geographical location. Missoula, Montana. Oh, very nice. Um, John Arthur Kendall uh, will appreciate that because uh, he's the king of sure. Montana. Sure. Uh, rain in exclamation. God damn it. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to make it all one word, too. Uh, Joe, lucky, lucky, you get a number now. 42. 42, that's the go-to. Uh, Rain, I need the number, uh, or the number, the name of a Republican. Oh. Oh. Or conservative, asshole right-winger, whatever you want. Somebody who works for Breitbart, somebody, you know, whatever. Fox um, News. Um, Steve Bannon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I didn't say somebody who used to work for Breitbart. <laughs> oh, poor Stevie. Uh, no oh, job. He could take his act to yeah. Cirque du Soleil. So <laughs> he does wear three three shirts, layers, three button downs. Yes. Meh. Meh. That, well, yeah. Uh, Joe, also uh, a male uh, conservative, right-winger, Fox celebrity, Republican, whatever. Sean Hannity. All right. I'm sorry. I had a low rumble burp there. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> mute. So That's what he does. Li li rewind on the podcast, kids. Um, and um, uh, Rain, I need a color. A color? A color. Yeah. yeah. Um, taupe. Taupe. Taupe is second only to puce. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Joe, I need a good a, color. <laughs> I need another number, Joe. 69. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. uh, Hello, sexy man. Rain, yet another conservative Republican right-winger. Conservative, conservative, really? On, so many Really? I hate all think of, of them. Think of our show. Um, we, we talked about a lot of them. I know we do. Go with Let's Steve Douchebag. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go with Mike Pence. Oh, oh, that's great. There we go. Lego hair. I like that one. Uh, Lego hair. <laughs> snaps right on. He's got a peg on the top of his head. Pops oh, right yeah. on. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, Joe. Your challenge. A female conservative. And Coulter. That she's always the go to. She's always the go to. She is. She is. Hey, Coulter. So no Dana Loge. Um and all right, last <laughs> last two. Rain. Uh, I need the name uh, of a city. A city? A city. A city. We built this city on rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Um, Knee deep in the hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with San Francisco. SF, it is. Uh, last one goes to you, Joe. One final conservative, a famous conservative. A famous one. No pressure. Oh, a famous one. Um, Doesn't matter. Just a- any, a- any. Famous. Famous uh, from TV. Whatever. Famous. Uh, yeah, my mind went blank. It went blank. Uh, uh, Steve Ducey. There we go. All right, yeah, that's we a totally are totally famous conservative. He's, 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 I'm sorry, Joe. Ken. He's popular with the president. <laughs> okay, asshole, knock it off. Um, so. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, this one is called. This these are all from this giant home of wisdom called best of mad libs 50 years of mad libs and um the first one is called tv review all of us know the majority of salacious programs on television uh today are brave comedies tonight the prehistoric dinosaur who (laughs) who reads people made its debut on the GPS network at 27 o'clock. <laughs> it was funny because I was asking for nouns and somebody put GPS and then that one said three letters of the alphabet. And I was like, oh, GPS. Um, <laughs> and then uh, part of the comedy, and uh, oh, so, I'm sorry, part comedy and part science pee-pee tape, tonight's episode follows the sloppy adventures of four satisfying students whose boat sinks in the sea of penis. See, really? Don't say penis in this house! Leaving them stranded on a desert clown car. <laughs> Although the writing is chipper, the directing is slick, and the actors are a bunch of handcuffs. There are, there are moments in the show when you will uh, toss out loud <laughs> our rating, three leaves. Okay. Sounds like a good show. The the prehistoric dinosaur who read people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I uh, read you? <laughs> here's, here's a quick quiz. This is the next one. A quick quiz. Who am I? I am a bloated American. <laughs> I was born 72 yeah. years ago in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> when, my oh fa- my when my father first saw me, he said, God damn it! <laughs> I am 42 feet tall and have bulbous brown eyes and a swollen complexion. My hobby is collecting orange jumpsuits. <laughs> oh, no. I always speak rapidly and I have made several naked motion pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the facts are wrong on this, but this is sounding like the, the PPT. Um, I am married to Steve Bannon, the well-known Hollywood urethra. 
Oh my god! Uh, I have given well away. Known Hollywood. Wait, can we repeat that? Yes, I am married to Steve Bannon, the well-known Hollywood urethra. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> uh, I have given away thousands of satchels to charity. My most prominent physical characteristics are my frozen nose and my fire and fury and my large fire and fury. Who am I? Answer: I am Lindsey Graham. No, Donald Trump. <laughs> I was born 72 years ago. Trump is 71 now, right? So that's close. So it's funny. My hobby is collecting orange jumpsuits. It will be soon, motherfucker. Let's hope. Um, all right. Uh, the last one from Best of Mad Libs. Review of a monster movie. A new movie has just opened called The Teenage False News Meets the Damp Vampire from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the damn vampire. This sounds like a Russian plot. Damn vampire is my next band name. Thank you. Um, as the opening, uh, or the teenage false news, I like that. Um, at the opening, we see the teenage hero played by Sean Hannity, who is a red scientist. <laughs> He's trying to build an achy monster out of old medications and used clams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Uh, the, oh. the monster has That's from the used food emporium. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, the monster has taupe skin and sixty nine arms and is played by Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the monster comes to life and kidnaps the beautiful heroine played by Ann Coulter. What? <laughs> then it begins uh, to de destroy San Francisco. Sounds about right if it's a right wing monster. Uh, <laughs> in the end, the monster is destroyed by the vampire who is played by Steve Ducey. The hero and heroine live shallowly ever after. I can believe that part. <laughs> folks. Oh yeah, so, that would be a shallow. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's acting because didn't Ann Coulter just moan and complain about being single on Twitter the other day? Did you see that? Yes. Yes. What she the did. fuck? Mm -hmm. Oh, so sad. So sad that, you know. This is Ann Coulter. I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone in this world. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for the Mad Lib submissions tonight in the chat room. That was very fun. Uh, but uh, we should uh, get to parting shots right now because, again, in a mere uh, 15 minutes from now, the Tim Carmel Show evening slot is up. So, uh, mm -hmm. Rain, what do you got on the way out of the program? I don't have any sh parting shots. No? Nothing? I just... I'm going to have them on Friday after I finish reading this testimony. Okay. Uh-oh. Right now I'm sitting back and just kind of absorbing it and loving it and being like, yeah, y you Republicans, you all fucked up. You done fucked up, son. <laughs> I, I do believe that. I do. I do believe yeah. that in my heart of hearts. You all fucked up. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, wait, here, here, I got, I got a drop for you. This, this ought to work. Uh, you fucked the pooch on this one. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. yes. From everything that I'm reading, yes, they did. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 uh, 
I'm looking forward to getting your uh, complete takeaway from this. And, of course, Clinster said he would call in and uh, corroborate uh, what he has read in Fire and Fury this Friday with Joe. And I'm going to see how much I can get through tomorrow night. I think I'm just going to lay down on the couch, get a cat on my stomach, and just uh, get get forearm cramps holding the book up over my head for like three hours. So you won't be able to put it down. Yeah. So uh, it, it's 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 the writing and it's pretty good. It's not bad. It, I wouldn't say it's a certified page turner, but um no yeah uh but no it's not bad. So uh, Joe Santorsa, uh, what what can we expect from uh, the latest clown car? You want to give a tease on that before your parting shot? Oh, the the, the one coming up, you mean? Yeah, or yeah. This... In fi- in fifteen minutes. From in now. fifteen minutes, you'll be here in the div- you'll be I'll be reading the divorce decree between uh, <laughs> Steve Bannon and uh, Trumpy. I it's called to... <laughs> it's 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 a takeoff on Kramer versus Kramer called Trumpy versus Trumpy. I am married to famous Hollywood urethra, Steve Bannon. There you go. (laughs) I was married. (laughs) But uh, anyway, very good. I'm excited. I'll I'll be listening. So, uh, Joe, uh, what's your your, uh, parting shot, though? Well, I just uh, grab your bra and put it over your face because you're going to go through some burnt territory right now in North Carolina if you are a Republican because a three-panel judge judges rule tonight that North Carolina must redraw its legislative districts because Ooh, of excessive partisanship that gave the GOP a rock-solid advantage, Ooh, and it must be done before the 2018 midterms. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rain's, Rain's calling it out. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. And boom, boom, shakalaka goes <laughs> right there. Even the baby there rhinos are happy about this. <laughs> yeah. So. Here's what the judge said. The judge said, grab that map you drew. Put it in a box of Dori- a bag of Doritos and light it on fire. But don't. <laughs> n- but make sure you put the bra over your mouth. Don't inhale the smoke. Don't inhale the smoke and from the Dorito map fumes. <laughs> so there you go. Good news for the Dems in North Carolina. Very good. That is great news uh, all around. Um, yeah. For, so just a minute for rain. That was a result of a lawsuit from the League of Women Voters. Oh, what? Very nice. Yes. What? Let's the give League uh, of Women Voters still exist. Yeah, In Jesus' name, boogity, boogity, boogity. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, League of Women Voters. We we they're, owe you. They're still kicking ass and taking names. I, they are. I love it. I love it. So, uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Stick around for the Tim Carmel Show coming up in about 10 minutes now. And also join us on Friday. P.S. Mueller will be here. We'll do open phones again. Um, And again, like Rain said, it's only Tuesday. God damn it. My brain was so full. Yes, God damn it indeed. God damn it. Um, Yeah. So uh, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, we're going to see what happens over the next couple days. Of course, uh, uh, I'll, and if you don't want to miss uh, the big Star Wars discussion with John Fugel saying on Mike Check Radio this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. He'll be on for the first segment. If you don't want the movie to be spoiled. But, I mean, it, it, 
how else? It's spoiled by John Fugel saying, that's great. So anyway, uh, but yeah, and, and of course, lots more fun here on Turn Up the Night, Indie Media Weekly. We're doing the rollout next week for old time radio overnights. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be Sunday uh, through Thursday at midnight, uh, a different theme every night with a huge variety of different shows, Johnny Dollar and the shadow. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun, but anyway, everybody have a lovely evening. We'll be back on Friday with more turn up the night. Uh, Joe rain. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, of course, oh, we should also thank our contestants tonight on What the Hell Is That Sound, uh, Francie, and, of course, Sheila Friend. So thank you for joining us. See you on Friday. Mike. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! You fucked the pooch on this one.